is I like your, your sign behind you. My son, mm-hmm. he was, uh, well, he's eight. So let's say three, four years ago, he called these six signs. And, he, uh-huh. loved, he, and I, he just to beg me just to print them up. And I'm like, let me do it at work because he wants like he wants like 30 of them. He, like, he hung them all over his room. And then, oh, wow. and then he just found like a stack of them. And he's like, Daddy, do you want my six signs? And he, and, he, and he put them on the games that are broken. Like he put the painter's tape and centipede and needs the monitors messed up. And the pole position doesn't have a boards in it. And Frogger's playing blind. But he went around and put them on those three. <laughs> yeah, so he's cute. Yeah, that's but cute. that's why there was just a couple. He goes, Daddy, I found two more. You want to save these? And that's why I just had them like within a reach. That's I have awesome. a nice little stack. Like I was literally like at work printing up like 30 copies because I'm not going to do it here. <laughs> you know, I got yeah, they're, they're, they're from Wreck-It Ralph, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them off of John's, you know, because he had vectorized or whatever. Somebody went, yeah, yeah, somebody went yeah. and activated right. it. Yeah, I did the same thing for when back when I opened my arcade at Halloween, not this year, obviously, but the year before. And for the, this, yeah, my the down games, put the little sign on. Yeah, that's super cute. Yeah. yeah he's, cool. he's, you know, Chip off the old Dino. block. Yeah. And Jimbo. <clears throat> Gino, are you uh, there what show number are we on? We Sorry. are episode 247, and we're live. Yay. Oh. Uh, I'll Come be fake Seabart and post it on, on Claw. <laughs> hi, Jim. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi, hi. What's up, Shirley? <laughs> I st- still can't get into IRC. I, I should have taken a snapshot of my um, X chat settings for before because whatever Gleek told me didn't work. So, whatever. What? On a, uh, Fuck the IRC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they don't want You're to trying to go anyway. direct, They're right? Just, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I use a, a client, and okay. uh, I, which I prefer to the, the web stuff, but. I, I don't know what setting I have wrong or, or what I, I can't uh, can't connect. So oh, well. blocks you. Besides uh, <laughs> Andrew and Gak, does everyone else know what I what I have? What I picked up? I picked up like a big time game, or I got no. it from Donnie. You've been stealthy. No, Stealth I got a Star Trek's captain's chair that's in my parents' garage. Nice. What? Uh, I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. I want. Yeah, it. yeah. And there's, I I, I've got side art or the the art over here from this old game. It's wow. Gonna, yeah, oh. it's gonna be a project. Oh, I uh, still have mine over at my uh, parents' house mm. in their basement, and uh, it's yellowed. It's the I don't know if yours is yellowed. It's yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna have it sprayed. I'm gonna take Are it to. A, I, I got a guy at work. His brother's a collision shop. I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna have him do it. I'm gonna yeah. have him do that. I'm gonna have him do uh, my uh, super hang on because it's really mm. yellowed. I'm still thinking I'm going to try the retro bright on it. Oh, yeah, mine's also got like a cigarette burn. Uh, I'll have him, I'll have him just, you know, it's not perfect. So I'll have him fix it and then let's see how it comes out. But yeah, that all, was. Does it have all the parts? Is it working? It doesn't have the canopy, but yeah. uh, I know someone I'm going to have to, it didn't come with the canopy and I did it. Donnie picked it up and I'm like, in fact, we were playing cards that night, and Donnie told him mess with Dave when I leave because I'm not because he said because you know I he's always known I wanted one yeah and then but so we we did a trade he was he was I got a really good uh, real bro price on it so but it has oh. the seat you sit in but not yes. the back part that goes over your head it just right. doesn't have the canopy but hmm. I I know someone who's who's getting one this weekend actually so and oh. it's a friend so I'm gonna try and. Uh, copy theirs at least have one somebody i know versus hey can i borrow your 
canopy from your five four thousand dollar star trek to have some you know it's a, you gotta have a close buddy who'll let you do that yeah well uh, congratulations that's awesome Thanks, that's yeah. a, that is great Any yeah. gino's the only guy i know who's better at that game than i am <laughs> i thought it was it gonna a kick ass different on than it. The, it plays a little different than the stand-up because you, you have the controls on one side and the controls on the yeah. other it's better, I think, having than stand up because your hyperspace yeah. is right next to your thumb compared. I to played the it as a kid, so I have a, I remember remember playing it, yeah. Like so, and liking it, and then, you know, I just played it in Fun Spot in October, and there's still work. So, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan. That was lucky. Never thought I'd yeah. get one of those ever. That's a grail. That was my very first arcade game that I collected. Really? I picked it up in uh, in Santa Cruz at the Capitola Mall. And they were they were closing out. A, I picked it up for two hundred bucks. Oh, nice. that's beautiful. Okay. Nice. Was it working? It was working. <laughs> oh man, nice. it was Mine's working. working. It, well, when I went to play it, it had mod, it had uh, like horizontal collapse on it, but the arcade tech fixed it. I brought it home and wow. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I have that and. You know, the, the spy You can just tuck it into any corner. It'll be no problem. Nobody you know, will next, even notice. Next to the spy hunter cockpit, it doesn't look <laughs> as big as because my poor parents, I'm like, like shoving. There's there's one and a half spy hunter cockpits, a Star Trek captain's chair, and a track and field for my buddy in Canada who asked me to pick it up. So all these games are in their garage. My mom's like, what are you doing? You're bringing something else. Well, no, this is the chair part of the other one because Donnie brought the first part because he could only fit half in his van and he was or his, his car he didn't bring his truck and then he just went and picked up a thief in ohio so he had to pass buffalo to get the thief so he's like i'm bringing that damn seat of the ca- uh, captain's chair i'm sick of walking around it in my garage <laughs> hey, you want to talk about the heaviest most pain in the ass game to ever have is uh stun runner Hey. Ah. So, uh, speaking <laughs> yeah. of stun runner, and the guy who created it. I was about a little segue. I tried to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a what a show! <laughs> Mine was in a traditional cabinet, so I sold it. So oh, it was, uh, and I didn't have the big seat. I didn't have the room for it, and we didn't have one in the lab, of course. I only knew of them being in the in the, in that cockpit kind of the prototype. Sit-down. It was a prototype. Right. Uh, awesome. And you must have an amazing camera. Does he look as good to you or as everyone know. else as he does? And he looks like he's on a soap opera. Like you're so clear. <laughs> well, he he's using like a DSLR. It cuts him out really it's well. It's a DSLR. It's a Sony. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> wow. Photography is a passion. So Yeah, dude, you look really good. I mean, the quality of the picture. Yeah, Maybe it's my dirty mind, but something over your left shoulder looks a little phallic. I was thinking the same thing. It just looks <laughs> a little is, wrong. Um, the other way. Yep. Yeah, yep. there we go. Yep. Yep. There we go. Hello. It's a oh, fake background. They're not even close to the exercise bike. I guess we just have dirty minds. I guess so. Yeah, I think and I think it was the slight blurring effect didn't didn't help things because yeah. We turn our backgrounds on when the adult game was developing the intruder twelve thousand. Uh, so, uh, everybody, we have a, a, a guest today, uh, Ed Rudberg, <clears throat> who's famous for many uh, uh, great classic arcade games and home games and uh, whatever. I gotta, we got to talk to him about what future stuff what currently he's working on. But uh, some of the classics, uh, I believe you worked on, uh, was, it Battle, was it Battle Zone? 
right? Yeah, Battlezone. Battlezone, which is an incredible classic. Holy crap! Talk about <laughs> as classic as you can get. Um, great game. Uh, we got Blasteroids. Uh, let's see, looking at the list here, I'm just going to name a few of them Dark here and Runner. there. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Hood, a hard driving, uh, Hat Trick. I, I'm trying to get to the one I want to talk about. Uh, race driving, Rampart, which is amazing. Uh, it's an amazing game. Stun Runner. Here yeah, we go. I this can't is the take game. Too much credit for Rampart here. That okay. Was, that was not, you know. That's well, not you worked on it. <laughs> I How didn't. About... I played it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Stun Runner. Uh, let's see that mini. Uh, is it Sente mini mini golf? Um, okay, here's the game for Carrie. That, is it Shunts? Is that how you say shoes. it? Oh, shoes. Oh, shoes. shoes. That's right. Shoes. I always say Shunts. Shoes. Yeah, it's spelled weird. So that was a game we had in our tournament that Carrie picked. Love and shoes. everybody loved it. Yeah. Loved it. was it. a super fun game. So uh, just to go with, out of order here, uh, just to talk about that real quick. How much involvement did you have in making that? Are you that 100% or? In, in which game? Uh, shoes. Shoes. Uh, that was. Pretty much 100%. Uh, that was my proposal. Um, I'm glad. I, I got to say, I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy that you guys uh, even know about it. It's, uh, it's bar great, games, man. Bar games made a lot of money. Um, and there were some big bar games out, you know, that were like making a lot of stuff. And Atari just never, never did any bar games. And I said, why don't we do a bar game? And so I I the my proposal was was a one line proposal for a game you can um, play with one hand while you're holding a beer in the other. You know, nice. Nah. That, <laughs> nah. that was the one. Well, line we, we said horse, you know, something like you know, with a simple movement like golf or horseshoes, and you know, a horseshoe game just seemed like a a perfect bar game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a big hit. We had it at our, our Grinkers event that we used to uh, have once a year down in Eagle, Idaho. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's uh, it was a big arcade. All the uh, arcade collectors from Club and stuff, uh, we would meet up there once a year for an arcade tournament for uh, over the weekend. And that was one of the games that Carrie picked. Yeah, we uh, all get to pick a game. We all get that would be like, okay, this is our pick to put in the, (laughs) absolutely. And it, yeah. And it was a huge, it it was a huge hit. And you know, part, part of actually part of why I, I picked it other than just because nobody expected me to. And, um, and I figured nobody would actually like, nobody's going to walk in and be like, oh yeah, shoes champion right here. I got this one in the bag. (laughs) Like that was probably not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. We totally get ringers in there. So they they fly out just to win and, and collect their prize. Yeah, there's yeah. efforts of 150 yeah. people that show up from all over the country. Wow. Yeah. That That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm so part of it was I figured people would be grateful for a game where you could sit down because I know that yeah. my feet hurt, you know, being a, you're standing there for so long talking to people and to playing games and your feet hurt. But uh, what I did not expect was the slight bit of backlash from that was a favorite game of some people who do not play in the tournament necessarily and so they were bummed because they weren't able to play shoes because this time it's like it was being hogged by all the people playing in the tournament so that was i thought that was kind of fun that it was like it was like a (laughs) hidden gem for some people (laughs) yeah that's that was how many of you guys actually have shoes just just you or none of us i don't know (laughs) okay It's a. It's very rare. I mean, hard to find. I've seen my like, kits yeah. pop not up for sale, but did it ever have a dedicated machine, or was it the bar top, the countertop version? Only the bar top. 
That's wow. what I thought. Yeah, I would love one. I, I could have sworn I saw like an art kit for like a conversion, but I could be wrong. Like for yeah, a, a it, um, We found out that um, Atari really didn't have a distribution network that was strong in the uh, in the in the bar uh, market, so it didn't sell all that well. Oh, too bad. Yeah. Do you know how many units yeah. were made? I mean, uh, I think it was probably under a thousand. Wow, that's rare. I mean, yeah, there's probably the... three out there. Yeah, like yeah, I've never yeah. seen. Yeah, exactly. I've never, I've never seen one for ever for sale. No, it was the second to the last. My second to the last game. I have only one left at this point, and that's Battlezone. But uh, nice. Yeah, I used to have a the larger thing, but you know, when I moved out of the Bay Area, it was just too much. Uh, I took three games with me, and eventually got rid of two of them. So just like right. with the Battlezone. So uh, related to Battlezone, I see you did uh, what it was, Bradley Trainer. Yeah. So the I heard, the rumor I heard there was only like two or three of those made. Is that correct? Probably true. Okay. Oh, that was that, that the I've military seen one, one in person. I have actually seen one in person. Oh wow! Yeah. Like, Can you give us some backstory on that? Like what? Why? Why that was made? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was shortly after Battlezone was released. I would say shortly, probably about three months, and. Um, I'll give you the whole story. Um, Atari was no, looking for, for the record. Uh, Ed asked me if we could not talk about that, and I didn't tell I, anybody. Well, I, I said, oh, you didn't? I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell I us? That, I said so. as long as we don't dwell on it. I'll give the quick story. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. We weren't informed. Right. <laughs> all right. That's all right. Thanks, uh, Lewis. Yeah, well, yeah. For the pre-interview, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll talk. If there's any other topics, put it in the chat. Let's just talk about that. Fun time of my life. Like, don't bring um, up his pink pillow. It's shit. So, um, <laughs> so, so anyhow, so what, what, what happened with that was uh, Tari was trying to get into some other businesses, and uh, a guy named Rick Moncrief, who was the you know the project lead for the hard driving and race driving games, um, he had uh, gotten in touch with some uh, retired army generals, and they wanted to see if they could create a game that could be used as a trainer for some of the new uh, military technology that came online and Battlezone sort of got them all thinking. So they, they approached Rick and, uh, and they wanted it. They thought they could have, you know, I'll make just some changes to Battlezone and, and make it look like this and have it ready in three months. And for, because there was a, a worldwide, uh, it's called Tradoc. It's uh, where, you know, all the, you know, a lot of the budget gets, you know, uh, projects get proposed for budget. And so they wanted to present this at Tradoc. So I was given three months to create something that simulated the, the Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicle, um, which basically meant I spent three months of my life uh, every waking hour at Atari. Um, oh boy. And the only reason I even agreed to do it was I, I made a promise that I, I would not be involved should Atari decide to get involved with the military because I had come from my first job involved. Uh, the company did military contracts and they're looking over your shoulder all the time. You're hiring practices, you know, who's doing what and everything like that. And it just didn't let the right people rise to the top. So mm. I was every time you step out of your house, there's like a row of black SUVs pulling away. <laughs> I really wasn't worried about that. I mean, I had a secret clearance in the day, but um, it was more... It, it just 
you know, they get involved in a lot of things that really don't affect the product. So it, I just didn't want any part of it. So no, there's, there's three things I'll, I'll say I know about it. It's one is, uh, I believe it has a Star Wars yoke controller instead of the... Um, no, the Star Wars yoke controller was designed from that controller. That controller no. is the, is a, an exact, well, I mean, uh, an inexpensive like replica of, of what's actually in the inventory fighting vehicle. It has additional palm switches, which the Star Wars controller never had. Ah, okay. Mm, interesting. Yeah, because I noted that when I saw it, like, because they're normally the two separate joysticks, you know, that you push, pull, and... Yeah, well, pull. that's what Battlezone was, right? Yeah, but the Bradley trainer had what looked like to me a Star Wars Yoke controller. And then uh, I also heard that it's super hard to play compared to uh, Battlezone. Battlezone. Yeah, yeah, it's on MAME. I've played it. It's oh, hard. It? To, it okay. is hard to... Is play. it on MAME? I mean, you, yeah. you, have, you do have to... They're real trajectories to the shells and... Um, so yeah. that is, and then the, the game is that you fire at friendly and you don't fire at friendlies, you fire at foes, you know? So, <laughs> so that was the game such as it was. I mean, I only had three months to do it. So yeah. Owen wants to know if there's a volcano in it and when's it going to erupt. <laughs> um, yeah. was no Does the moon have a smile on it? <laughs> uh, Owen's volcano in battle. Yeah, it's still great though. <laughs> that was a, that was a battle zone story, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's a Battlezone story. There, there are a few of them, but that's, that's one well, for sure. Well, Ed, I have a, a memory from Battlezone that I had never forgotten that I just thought was really cool. Is when I was young, I don't remember when, when the battle, whenever Battlezone came out in 1980, mm -hmm. I was like, uh, God, 13 or something. But anyway, I went to this arcade when that game had just come out, and this arcade was a huge arcade at the, at the mall in La Jolla. It was uh, above a skating rink. It was called Yellow Brick Road. And in, in that arcade, uh, all along the wall, they lined up battle zones. They had probably placed eight of them, maybe. It was a bunch. And they had eight of them just next to each other. Boom, 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 all along a line. And it was just a really neat thing to see that, that something like that. Just some arcade would buy so many of them and put them yeah. all along there. And it was popular, you know. I mean, that game came out. It was just, it was, it was huge, you know. So that's just kind of a memory I'm just sharing with everybody. That's just something with battles. And I thought that was really cool. That that uh, I mean, usually an arcade would just have one of something like that. But when it was a hit game, they just bought bought a bunch and stuck them in there. So that was pretty cool. And I guess the later models were open face, but I never remember seeing any. Yeah, they were all face. periscope style. Yeah, the molded yeah. plastic that you looked inside. Yeah. yeah. And I was little. I had to stand on the little thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of had that stand. I, I, it was uh, the battles I remember was in a sandwich shop in Los Angeles. Don't, don't, don't ask me where. And <laughs> I remember playing it and looking through the window and stepping on the step and, and kind of doing this. Oh, summer. you couldn't reach the periscope even, huh? <laughs> I couldn't oh. reach the periscope. I was like seven or eight. Yeah. I could reach the periscope, but yeah, I think I had to stand on the box a little bit. But yeah, but yeah I, that was genius. One of the main reasons I was I was actually opposed to the periscope idea in the first place. Had uh, famous arguments with uh, Morgan Hoff, who was the project lead. That was my only my second game with Atari, and um, you know I thought that the open face design would let people watch and get excited and you know put their coins down and let little kids play more easily. But he was adamant, and so. We had the periscope. I think it's immersive myself. But it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But yeah. it's 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 definitely one player. 
So then that, that leads me to one question. I, Ed, I don't know if, are you familiar with the, uh, the website Killer List of Video Games, also known as KLOV? Um, yeah, I actually go. Uh, so there's, it's like a collector form. So one of the guys in there a few years ago, he noted something about Battlezone cabinets that on the top sides, there were these holes drilled. Yep. And he was he he started this whole thread yep. on the forum about he I think it was called like strange holes in Battlezone cabinets. And, <laughs> and there was they, they he documented like hundreds of people would chime in and they had to show pictures, all the yep. serial numbers. And there was like up until a certain point, I don't know if it was before or after, but at some point they had holes and other points they didn't. And I, I some rumors, I mean, I know the 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 pedestal at the bottom. It was for two reasons, I believe. So shorter people, kids could step up on it, but it also was kind of a top heavy game. And that helped prevent it from tipping over is what I heard. I don't, <laughs> the, I don't the think holes at the top, I mean, I, maybe you can confirm this or not, but did it used to have, did the machine actually have a second monitor above, above it? it? They, I believe they sold kits after the fact. Okay. Um, it, no, it never shipped with a second monitor. Okay. I think that's that's a um, to the extent that that was done, it was like a, you know, done to facilitate people doing their own mods in the field. I see. So, do you I mean, know about the holes then in the cabinet? What that was about? That's all I can presume. I don't. I do not recall them. I, I recall okay. reading about them after the fact, but right. no, not at this time. This would be interesting to bring up because I know it was a seemed like kind of a hot topic for a year or two there. <laughs> A lot of people chiming in talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I remember that thread. Yeah. Yep. Like, what's these holes for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's weird. So let's see. Some other games we could talk about Snake Pit. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh Gak, do you want to talk about that one? I don't know much about that so, game. So Snake Pit, that so we're switching gears a little forward to uh when yeah, we're jumping around, Sente, right? Belly, that was the first game that Belly Sente did. Is it okay? Uh, well, actually, no. It was the first decent game. That Belly <laughs> Sente did. Yeah, because I, I know uh, Owen Rubin when he was on. He was he. I can't remember what was it. Goalie Ghost. I thought was his first. Yeah, Goalie Ghost was uh, uh, something I did in like two months just to fill out the catalog. You know, it was never meant to be a huge right. success game, um, but. Um, <clears throat> That was the that was the game that premiered. Well, actually, it was the first Sente game. It was we had a company called Vidya that got bought by Pizza Time Theater. Are you talking about Snake Pit or Goalie Ghost? Which one? Snake Pit was the Snake first, Pit. Okay, was the first Sente game. The group that did it started with Vidya, which is a company that I formed with Howard Delman, who is now Wendy Allen, and um, Roger Hector. And uh, we did a, a game called uh, Gridleaf or Gottlieb, which was horrible. I mean, it was cute, but it just didn't sell. And um, then the, uh, the Sente system that Howie designed was a cartridge-based system. And yep. Snake Pit was the first game for that. And um, there was a game that never came out from Atari called Fire Beast. Um, it was a game that I had started. I started. I left two games when I left Atari. I left two games that I was the project lead on. Um, one of them was Fire Beast that never went any. So Fire Beast, um, I believe uh, Scott Evans owns it now? Well, he owns one of them. Okay. Peter Lipson still has the other one. He's the one who finished the game. Okay. Um, and um, it, the snake algorithm that was used in um, snake, pit. snake Pit is the same one that I had used 
in Fire Beast huh. um, for the thread coming down. Um, but I had, you know, for Snake Pit, I made some more improvements to it. But the bulk of the game was programmed by Lee Actor. Because at that okay. point, I was I was mostly managing. I would do some, that's why Goalie goes, it was like, you know, hey, I'm the VP, but I got some cycles, so I'll, I'll work on this other game just to fill out the catalog. So what I, what I really love about uh, Snake Pit is the combo of the joystick and trackball, you know, like yeah. uh, Andrew and I, we've, I don't want any more, but Wacko is a, you know, a, a trackball and joystick game. And just like the way that interacts, you know, I just love it. It's awesome. And then the theme of the, uh, you know, Indiana Jones style theme, you know, right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly but it just, were... you know, I, I've honestly, I've only played it a few times at California extreme. I actually have the daughter card and I reproduced my own control panel, but I haven't wired it yet. So for the controls, but um, it just gets hectic pretty quick though. Right. I mean, <laughs> it does. Uh, it, it's um, yeah, that was, that was the fun part was programming the AI for the, for the snakes. And, and I did that as well. Um, so, awesome. you know, ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the the whole Sente experience was was pretty different. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Interesting. Would you consider the the Sente experience uh, a success or a learning experience, or what, what would you learning experience? Right I mean, you know, I here I was, I had you know been an Atari engineer doing Atari games, and we saw the Activision boys go off and do their thing, and the the Magic guys go off and do their thing, and we wanted to stay in arcade, but, you know, a lot of that was because of the less than generous bonus policy that Atari had back in the yeah. day. And yeah. I think when we left, we may have been the last straw in the bonus policy there. Either that or the Magic Boys were. Um, but, you know, after, after we left, after we left, um, they significantly improved it. And when I did my return to Atari, it was a, a much better system at that point. Interesting. When you, when you came back to Atari from from Sente, Blasteroids was one of the one of the first. Blasteroids, Blasteroids was the first game I did when I got back, and uh, you know that was uh, basically um, I was asked to do a sequel to Asteroids, and uh, I had been wanting to do a game uh, based around a rock paper scissors theme. And that's why there are the three different kinds of ships that you can choose from. Um, and uh, we figured, you know, let's let's make it a potentially cooperative game with with joining up the ships and everything like that. So I just wanted to try a bunch of different things. I believe I gotta, that game that game has an ending too. I believe. Yes, right? it does. Mucor. Yeah, you fight the big green thing at the end, right? Yeah, and if you look at the pictures of Mucor, it bears a sad resemblance to the coronavirus. I have uh, some folks on, on a separate chat. Uh, there's, there's a guy named Mark. He says he loves Blasteroids. Uh, Bob Whiteman also says he loves Blasteroids. He named his old lab computer Mucor. Um, <laughs> and, and Bob asked a question. He says that there's something familiar about the sounds um, from, from that game. Uh, for at least one PC game, Master of Magic. Now I've I've never seen Master of Magic, and, and I'm More not sure. I, but no, no. I am did they 
did they share instrument libraries or something like that was what he was asking. I've never seen Master of Magic, so I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, uh, that was all done, you know, just for that game. So it's another game which had an interesting ending. It was, you know, at that point they were scheduling the games further out, you know, when you're going to go into production, you got to get it done by then. And the game that was right in front of us, they slipped their schedule. So they pushed us up. So, uh, basically I put everybody on a, on a one, one month death march to get it done. And promised the four principal uh, guys that, uh, or three principal guys, that uh, I would treat them to a round of golf at Pebble Beach if, if back before it was quite as expensive as it is now, <laughs> if we got the game out on time. So, wow. And that was on my dollar. <laughs> yeah, well, motivator. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to golf there too. So, you know, sorry. <laughs> win win. Uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> We're all going to Disneyland. <laughs> Something. Something fun, everybody. So, um, Blastroids, uh, did your team also uh, all have control over, over sound effects and things, or did you have a certain team that just concentrated on sounds? Or there was there was an audio work? group at that point at Atari, and you know we we uh, we would uh, talk about you know the kinds of sounds we want to do. Um, you know, we get basically one of the guys out of the audio group, audio group would be assigned to our game, and they were working with us. Mm, um, okay. so that's how, that's how it rolled. Okay. Okay. How many, how many people were on that? Oh, let's see. Uh, there was me and Pete Lipson were the programmers. Uh, there was uh, Gary Stempler was the hardware designer. We had, uh, I think it was, I think it was Gary Cunningham was the tech. Um, we had Don Deeknight did the sounds. Uh, we had a couple of guys from the graphics group, and I can't remember which ones it was. I think maybe uh, uh, Bridget Erdman and Sam Comstock. I can't be sure about that. There, it's in the credits of the game, so you can look that up. But that was basically the team right there. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, Mike Kelly was in there as, as a game designer. Ah, don't forget Mike Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing that game when it first came out. It, I learned early on it was quite the quarter eater. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you could continue in it, not like uh, yeah. normal right. asteroids. You want to have objectives. You got asteroids? Warp gates to go through. <laughs> I've debated about playing that, but I haven't. I've, <laughs> and instead of a, uh, a left right button like asteroids or asteroids deluxe, it's a dial kind of like a tempest. So. Uh, that's a whole different. Yeah, the, the different ship modes uh, that, that you can like get really agile, or or you had the the one with the heavy shields, and that, mm -hmm. that was kind of a neat dynamic as well. There's a small ship that's fast. Could it shoot fast? I'm trying to remember what. No, it shot very slowly. Well, slowly. Oh, no, it, wait. It didn't, it didn't shoot that slowly, but it it um its shots didn't do much damage. Oh, know? that's then right. The, the, the heavier ships were more damaged. Yeah. yeah, there was a fighter that was more balanced, did more damage, could shoot faster, um, couldn't fly quite as fast, um, um, and had better shields. So the little one had very weak shields. And then there was the big guy that was really a beast to move around, but could take a punishment and had a much more powerful shot. And Andrew, then, could you... Could you stream the YouTube link I posted while he's talking about it so people can see it? Could do a couple seconds of it, but we've got to be careful with that. Okay. Is that because oh, the sounds are good? Keep, yeah. keep, keep chatting. You could, you could combine it since there were two players, 
if one player chose the small ship and one player chose the big ship, they could combine for added abilities then. Oh, okay. There's Mucor. <laughs> he does look like the coronavirus. You're right. <laughs> he really does. I'm sorry. There's, a, there's one of those warp gate things. <laughs> it should have a resurgence this game, just so that you could. <laughs> Were these ships uh, All the ships modeled and then photographed from above, exactly. like Bird's Eye View, or are they 3D they models? Were. This was, this was um, I wanted to do, since we weren't doing vector games then, I wanted to do something different with the way the ship looked. So we actually paid one of the guys from ILM. Uh, you know who they are, right? Industrial I don't. Industrial yeah, Magic. yeah, special effects uh, company. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. One of the models from Star Wars uh, films um, built these models, built the models of the ships for us. Um, and um, I gave them all, all three of the models away to different people on the team. Um, but uh, yeah, then we digitized it. And it was like, this was like way early in the digitizing thing. Um, some of the ro the rocks were like um, lava rocks for fireplaces that we digitized. Uh, <laughs> so we did a lot with digitization. There was some computer generated stuff. The um, I forget which ones they are, they are, but uh, a little guppy fish. <laughs> yeah, these things were these spinning guys were computer generated. Oh yeah. Well, what was really cool about this game were all the different types of power ups you can get. Yeah. Look at him spouting off those little <laughs> things. <laughs> you like that guy, That's Carrie? Awesome. I do. <laughs> this looks like a gym, a gym game, doesn't it? <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of uh, yeah, Galaga '88. Yeah, the, the, the kind of the, the fun animation and mm -hmm. cool sounds. Yeah. Uh oh. Who do we lose? I feel like we, we had a reshuffle. Anyway, Jim. Yep. Yep. No, uh, Jim must have. How how popular was that Blasteroids? Issue. Did it do well? It, it did, you know, it did well, but not real well. Okay, not like Asteroids level kind of thing, no. I guess. Oh. Don't I wish? Yeah. <laughs> did it, did everybody here get to play it on the, in the arcades? I, I that was one of the games I played in in Miami oh, yeah. when I when I came back to the states. I, I have yeah. fond memories of that arcade in, in Kendall, Florida. The states from where? Uh, I was in Argentina. And, and I came back to the States, so. Cool. So then uh, we have, uh, let's see, Fire Beast, which I don't know anything about. Does anybody know anything about Fire Beast? All I know is like, the, I've played it a few times, California Extreme. Uh, uh, Scott Evans, the Atari, we know him as Atari Scott. Would, it, he has one of the prototype machines. I think it's like in a Liberator cabinet. Atari Liberator cabinet with like a hand drawn marquee. Yeah, with prototypes, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Oh, is that a prototype? Just whatever's game? handy. Yeah. Um, it, never, it never made it to market, right? I mean, oh, no. okay. I didn't know that. No, it, um, it was, uh, I don't know if any of you are like science fiction buffs, but uh, it was originally I was pushing Atari to get the license. And apparently they really tried to get it for uh, Dragon Riders of Pern series oh yeah so that was that was the concept behind the the, the game um and uh like i said that's one i left in the middle the other one i left in the middle uh was well it was a game called warp speed um and i wanted to really use that um bradley trainer controller and it eventually became star wars so 
I can't take credit. I mean, we had at the time I was work, you know, it was I was project leading it. We were hooking up two systems so you could do um, space dogfights with with each other. Oh, wow. Turns out you really have to restrict things because people will get lost in space real easy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. So, so uh, hat trick. That's uh, Sente and name that tune, right? Both those? Yeah. Well, I was I'm trying to remember who in our group said that. It was either Dave. Oh, here we go. There's Firebees. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see those kind of slithery things coming down. That Those are like the snake pit. I right. can see. I originally wrote the, the album. There's a funny story about that. My son, uh, in his freshman year, was taking a programming class in Java, and the instructor and this was years after this game, the instructor gave him uh, an assignment to figure out how to do moving snakes on a, on a bitmap screen, which is basically this algorithm where you, you know, uh, remove the, 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 um, the tail and, and move the head forward. So you're basically replacing one pixel, leaving the other ones in a row, and then oh, okay. the algorithm, it's, it's, and then you create a linked list of these things so you can move them from one behavior to another behavior. And so, uh, yeah, it was a cool little thing back in those days. Awesome. So uh, the, the Sente, uh, I don't remember who I had this conversation with. It was either Mock or Dave, I think. The Sente games at the, at when they would have a track mode or at the end of the game, they would have like missing children. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought that up to you. Yeah, like, and we're like, whatever happened found... to those people? Did they ever find any of them? Like somebody <laughs> needs to follow up, make a YouTube video yeah, on it, right? I, you know, they would. <laughs> the the thing was, you know, once we committed these games to ROM, they were, you know, if there were a game was still around a year later, you know, that person might not look the same anymore anyhow. Yeah. Right? So, but you know, oh, they they were asked to do that, and you know, that's fine. That's great. Yeah. Well, just wonder, wonder if anybody was ever found as a result. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about <laughs> the whole winners don't use drugs? Remember that started appearing yeah. on, on the yeah. games? The FBI uh, warnings. Yeah. I was like, was that strong armed into the machines or what? Like, hey, you got to put this on your machines now. You know, director like, <laughs> sessions. I you got tax write offs for putting those about, in your games. It, it became, you know, just part of the package you had to add to your game. Mm -hmm. So we didn't yeah. think too much about it. Right. Yeah, and it's in the demo. And mode. so race driving that game, I just remember being like insanely hard. Yeah, to me that that was kind of like uh, hard driving or race driving. I, I played it both. I think they're the same. Or well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, hard driving and race driving. Oh, the race driving's the uh, the one we can do like tricks and stuff, right? Well, like more the loopy loops. Yeah, the well, loop to loops. You can do the, the big loop. Yeah. Um, the uh, to be honest, I just wrote all the, the music system for that. That's all I did. Um, ah. mm -hmm. I, I eventually worked with that whole team, which included Rick Moncrief, who was the uh, the Atari guy behind the Bradley Trainer stuff, at another company later on called Silicon Entertainment. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen NASCAR Silicon Motor Speedway. It's a location-based thing at like malls, like a Mall mm -hmm. of America has. Uh, one with like 12 cars and there are these seven eighth sized NASCAR cars where each one is run by, you know, three PCs. Well, actually five PCs, three PCs for the three graphic monitors 
You're running on real NASCAR tracks with real physics, force feedback steering, motion platform. Yeah, and those are wild. There's <laughs> up to 12 players playing on the same track at the same time, depending on the location. And so that whole team, they asked me to come back, and I ended up writing a large part of their render for them at that point. Wow. Damn. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen one of That's amazing. So I'm just going down the list. So Rampart was the next one on the list. I think Lewis needs to be the one to talk about that because you had one, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. What, what do you remember about Rampart? I guess. Well, I remember. Well, I remember playing it a lot. I remember being with John Solitz and Dave Ralston, who are the two guys responsible for that, on the night when they came up with the idea for that. It was basically there was this board game called cathedrals and you had these little i you can look it up i'm sure you had these little uh different building box that you could you know build bigger and bigger cathedrals and stuff like that for it and uh, there was um probably beer and maybe some harder alcohol and maybe some <laughs> other stuff involved and and john came up with this idea for the game based around that whole thing and uh and other than playing it and giving a few suggestions here and there, I had, I, I if I'm in the credits for that, it's because I was there when they you know, came up with the idea. I didn't do anything. It's a great game. It obviously did well because it got recreated for other platforms. You know, other than cool, cool game. If you've never, if you've it, ever played, it was very intimidating as a kid um, seeing that game in arcades. It looked complicated. And then it was something that I discovered later playing it on, like, I think Genesis, Sega Genesis. And then I, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is a great game. This is fun. But when I was young and I saw it in arcades, I was like, this looks complicated. What is all this? Oh, there's math involved. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for that. <laughs> there's no yeah. math in games. You know that, that haven't played Rampart, it's got two phases. There's a building phase that you take the mm -hmm. Tetris pieces and, and you have to try to make castle walls around your your cannons or, or your castles actually it's no. sort of like the then, first tower defense game if you think about it that's kind of yeah what it is right honestly yeah, it is it is right it's the first one yeah then you, you plant your um you plant your cannons and then you you shoot up your opponent on the other side of the river or or if you're playing it was, a, it was a body of water coming in they were landing ships Landing ships, yeah. Pirate. Uh, I always think of them as pirates because they they come and they drop their people on on land, and then they 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 go and they they invade, prevent you from building more walls. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's yeah, was, very advanced was, for a game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really two different types of games because you got the, the the you play it against the AI, but when you play it against other players that are really oh, cool. that's where it's real fun. Really, <laughs> it's, it's tough. Yeah, you I yell at each other. Never played it against other players. You know, it's, when, when yeah. you're in a do, you know, do you know anything about the the ending of, of this? Apparently, you can beat the other commander, and then you can actually execute them. Yes. What? By your team. Yes. <laughs> wow. You have the option. And, yeah. Um, I, I I recorded it on mine uh, when I had it, and I <laughs> I posted it. Let me see if I can find that on YouTube. It is crazy. That's at the end of the game when you beat it. Yeah, you not, have a guy sitting on the you. like you're the defeated opponent sitting on a guillotine, and yeah, yeah. you can be merciful or you could roll the trackball and you know slam <laughs> on the guillotine. <laughs> um, you guys are into like all these obscure games and things. I have this DVD that. 
I don't know how I wound up with this. Um, I don't know if you can make that out. Maybe it'll refocus here. Come on, refocus. There you go. So it's Atari prototypes. Oh. And um, that actually was made while I was not in the gap in between when I was at Atari on both sides. So I don't know how I wound up with this. This is um, a DVD of a, of a bunch of uh, Atari prototypes, some of which made it, some of which never made it. Mm. All right, but, Lewis, what, get on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody hey, right. it up. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> make, make a few copies of that DVD, please, and let them leak out. Yeah. <laughs> I can read you the names of the, the titles on here. There's uh, Mark Cerny's, I think, first game ever called Quack. Oh yeah. Oh, here's my dog. I saw some, uh, somebody had a dog there. Yeah, that'd probably yeah. be me. Yeah, <laughs> mine make appearances, well, we, especially vocally. Right, dog tags. <laughs> yeah, we get a picture of the dog. Come on here. Uh, there's my dog. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! What a cutie. <laughs> um, Space Serpent, aka Fire Beast. You already saw that. Yeah. Crystal Castles, Black huh? Widow, Pole Position, <laughs> uh, Rex Havoc, aka Major Havoc, Owen's game with Mark, uh -huh. a game called Runaway, a game called Hair Scare, a character demo, a game called Aka R. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. That was a big scandal. So, um, yeah, um, if I can send one person a DVD and make <laughs> copies of it, I, I don't see any reason to keep this to myself. I, I have your email. Um, yeah, I'll be contact out. me. All right, Lewis. Let me know. Nice. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's exciting. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's very exciting. But, you know, make it for this crew. I don't know that, you know, I don't know if yeah. I'll get in trouble for it. Right. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry about my dog. You never you said to me. You never apologize for dog noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, he was um, asleep on the sofa. He had a four-mile walk or three-mile walk today. Oh wow! How wow. old is he? Because he looks pretty young and energetic. He's he's a three and a half, and he is energetic, and he needs lots of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I have Ryder. one who's who's four, and that they could probably play well together. Because yeah, yeah, she's he's the same. A, he, he loves other dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Kongwaba. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that toy. <laughs> yeah, you've got a pink one. <laughs> yep, I have a yeah pink one, and I have a Halloween themed one too. He's got, oh, a, he's got right. a purple one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sunrunner, you know, I like oh. you said you had an upright, but I uh, that obviously that was a prototype, but they were always in the sit down kind of cockpit right. version. Yeah, that's the only way. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed playing that. I wasn't that good at it, but I I definitely uh, if I saw one, I'd play it. You know, uh, Owen is working here. He just told me he wants a copy of, of this DVD as well. Hi, Owen. It's not like all that reverse engineering he had to do for like months and months. You got it right there on disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't. <laughs> um, so Stunrunner, uh, you know, like one thing I've always thought later was looking at the machine, I'm like, they should have made Return of the Jedi in that cabinet. You know, like Return of the Jedi is the right. upright, and it's kind of like that oh, ice. Yeah. Like, but yeah. you're the land speeder, right? And so it's like it's almost like a land speeder, like sitting on it. Yeah. But here's the practical business side of the whole thing: when you make a an arcade piece like that, you can't put that 
cabinet into like what we call, uh, you know, locations like uh, convenience stores and right. bowling alleys right. and bars, places that can't afford the space for that. Yeah. Um, so while it might have been a cool idea to, to do, you know, like a, a thousand of, of a cabinet of that style, um, Return, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi would need, you know, an upright version no matter what. And it would, there would be so many more of those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, did, asking more questions about Sunrunner, did, did, uh, were you like the, the, the originator of the idea for it? Uh, I, I always considered it kind of like a, um, what's it called? Road, uh, road, no, not road runners. Um, road blasters. Road Blasters, too. <laughs> it kind of had that feel to it, um, to me. Of, of course, it was like much more advanced and, and 3D-ish. But anyway. The tunnels, you swing around and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first game out, you know, after hard driving to use that hard driving hardware. Um, okay. I was not the originator of the idea for that. Uh, did uh, Owen or Bob talk to you guys about brainstorming sessions? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. no. I already had formal brainstorming sessions. Um, uh, where um, for a period of about a month, they would have uh, all of the employees in the coin op division submit game ideas. And it didn't matter whether you were, you know, on the production line, you know, putting uh, joysticks onto a control panel or, you know, you were a purported game designer in engineering. Anybody, that, anybody who wanted to submit a game design could submit a game design. Um, and... Um, then they would take all the game design submitted and they would go offsite with a smaller group of people, um, you know, all the managers, some of the key players in terms of development and, you know, design and stuff. Um, and they would go through all the game ideas. There'd be a champion for each idea. They'd present them. We'd pick the top ideas and we'd have a blessed book of games that any, you know, qualified project leader who was open to do a job, uh, do a new game could pick any game from that and automatically be approved for that game. If you wanted to do something else, that was a bit more involved. But um, that mm. game came from a brainstorming session. A gal named oh. Carol Cameron, I think she was in documentation, um, came up with uh, the idea of, you know, racing, you know, uh, in tunnels. And uh, when I took it over, I wanted to do a game that would just give you a, a, an incredible sense of speed. That was the bottom line for that game. It's got you got to feel like you're going way fast. Hitting those yeah. boost pads. Those yeah, boost pads. Yeah, the boost pads. pads. Like I don't ever yeah. remember any game before that having boost pads. Mm -hmm. For the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's totally like uh, you know, Mario Kart doing that now or whatever, but like back then I don't remember having boost yeah, pads. That was, like that. Yeah, that was the that was from the beginning, you know. You can you know you're normally driving at this speed, but when you hit that boost pad, you're really flying. <laughs> And then it had the, it was kind of the polygon graphics, kind of like. Yeah, but turn uh, vector or something when you go like so fast. I robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, the, your ship would turn to vector, your your uh, your craft would turn to vector. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the idea in driving is that if you followed the correct line, um, that was what controlled your speed. You know, mm. um, if you were on the flat, you did not want to hit the side. If you were in the tunnel, when you went into a left turn, you want to be up on the right side. When you went into a right turn, you want to be up on the left side. 
Mm-hmm. And so you could match, and that's why on the first level, there were all those stars to show you what the correct line would be. Yeah. Um, mm, to okay. teach you how to get Can't see the line, can you, Russ? I'm sorry? <laughs> the sound yeah. effect. The sound yeah. bite. <laughs> Can't see the line, can you, Russ? Nope. On vacation. <laughs> sound effects guy here. <laughs> I, I've been very oh, disciplined. And, yeah, yeah, you've been, <laughs> really. Yeah. You've been well, that's the first one all night. Extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, said it, it. It it reminds us of uh, Tunnel Hunt, Tube Chase. <laughs> yeah, well, that Owen was. Uh, I think Owen had some comment about you know th- that Stun Runner was the game he was trying to do when he did uh, Tunnel Hunt Vertigo, uh-huh. <laughs> which became Vertigo. He didn't have the hardware though. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed uh, uh, Stun Runner runs way at a faster uh, frames per second rate compared to something like. Uh, hard driving or race driving so was that like a reprogrammed version of that of that you know no it was cleverly chosen graphics and stuff because i was committed to keep the frame rate up that was yeah. the bottom line for me because it doesn't you know, chug or anything hard driving like... was committed to an accurate driving model i was okay. committed to you know in your face graphics and keep the frame rate up okay any any sacrifices that that happened while you're programming that you wish you could have done you couldn't at that time or, or there's uh... always sacrifices you know yeah. I mean, in, in the in the arcade the early arcade games you were I mean you were always at the limit of of your hardware um, mm-hmm. or you know I think that's probably true until they started putting computers into into the games any game that was yeah. like ROM based on the circuit board the the programmers were trying to push whatever resources they had whether it was memory audio you were just trying to get the most out of it you could yeah to, to us we find it charming though because we've played games <laughs> like uh skydiver which is super basic graphics but what a fun freaking game that is you know if you've ever played graphics. one yeah. <laughs> don't judge it till you've played it because it's a blast <laughs> makes you laugh too yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. it's great we had we've had it in our tournament like two or three times, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, people love it, and people want to buy one after they play it. And there's like luck. six or seven <laughs> known to exist. Right? Yeah, I think <laughs> Nick just sold his too. What's yeah. that? I think Nick sold his. Did he really? I think he did. I'm surprised if he did. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. And his kit car. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a few people calling their their love for hat trick. Played it as a kid. My kids loved it and we played it in name. I would love to have one. Have you seen a four-player hat trick anywhere? I didn't know there had one. Yeah, no. there there are some four-player hat tricks out there. I don't maybe they're not anymore, but that I saw was one like on that. Forum. that was it. The four-player hat trick was awesome. Um, you know, where you you I don't can't remember if the two-player had um if you check the guy hard enough, he'd give up the puck. <laughs> that was great in four-player hat trick because you know, um, you're building up some speed and checking someone to get him to release the puck was just like an in-your-face <laughs> move to you know, like <laughs> that was great. A Lee actor was the programmer on that. Um, uh, I probably did some code somewhere for it, which is why I'm in the credits, but I won't take uh, credit for that game. That was Lee actor all the way. It's so simple, but it plays really well. It's just like, you know what to do. 
Yeah. It's hockey. You great at the park, go to, you know, it's just it's fun. You know what control. was never recreated after that that I ever saw was just scratching the ice while you're I skating love around. The they don't the what, and then the, the Zamboni. Oh, and the Zamboni, Zamboni that clears oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> to come out and clean up your mess. <laughs> Is that playing, Andrew? Screenshot or looks like uh, I can start to play and then froze. Uh, let's see. And Andrew crashed out. <laughs> let's try that again. It looks like um, Nightflyer on IRC said that they had a four-player hat trick at uh, one of the uh, arcades. This is it a cocktail too? I think wasn't it like I don't know stand-up cocktails? Was it? Oh, cool. Uh, the four-player, yes, was a stand-up cocktail. Yeah, I remember playing this a lot. It was just a, it was a fun two player game. That's I didn't play it against action. computer. The computer pissed me off too much. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to play with friends though, and, and that that you just move up and down for the uh, the goalie. That was cool. And I've seen like there's like uh, like midway conversion kits for this, so it doesn't. You can uh, put it in a midway cabinet, you know, so it sounds. Good. Oh. It, it was one of those Sente sax system, right? right? One of the early sack games, Lee Ector's second game. Lee Ector's first game was Snake Pit, and then he did he did some fantastic work. And now Lee Ector is known as a classical composer. Um, if you go, you can find lots of uh, you know symphonies and concertos that Lee wow. Ector has written, and there you get you know famous orchestras playing that stuff. He's an amazing guy. Awesome. Uh, so I think we did miss a couple. We only covered them briefly. The goalie ghost, he said that was that the first game or not with Sente? Oh, no, that's just a, a throw in that I did when we were trying to crank out a lot of different games to fill up our catalog. Okay. And then Gridley, you said that was for Gottlieb? Yeah, we did Gridley. That was the first game that, um, that Vidya, which was the precursor to Bally Sente. Um, did was Gridley uh, for Gottlieb. So they so uh, Vidya was kind of like a an open like bidding whatever company wanted to purchase the software. Is that what it was basically? We were an independent arcade game developer. Okay. There weren't many of us. <laughs> so so uh, Gottlieb uh, took a bite on that one, or they they bit, <laughs> yeah. and then. Like it looks like your next step, you kind of went to Cent Valley Sente. Well, basically, emerged. Right? Video was purchased by by uh, Pizza Time Theater and Nolan Bushnell. Oh, he wanted okay. to get back into video games. His non competed run out, so he purchased our little company, Video, um, and uh, we became Valley Sente. Wow, awesome. Okay, we became Sente at that point, and then when Pizza Time went bankrupt. Bally bought the arcade division out of out of uh, Sente the Sente arcade division out of Pizza Time bankruptcy. I see. So we became okay. a division of Bally. Wow! And I don't know. Um, I've been to this uh, the Fun Spot Arcade. It's in the Laconia, New Hampshire. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. But one of our friends actually uh, made a substantial donation to uh, Fun Spot because it's um, they have a ACAM the uh, American Classic Arcade Museum, a nonprofit on one floor, but they have an amazing Bally Sente collection. And it was funny because my friend made a donation. They have his plaque because they made a whole display for Bally Sente. 
And my friend, he's like, oh, here's my plaque. I go, do you even know what Bally Sente is? He goes, no. <laughs> well, still, the games are really good, you know, but they have a, they have a beautiful Bally Sente collection and, and articles, you know, framed and stuff. And Leo, my friend Leo's got a nice plaque, but they've got, you know, Patrick, uh, uh, chicken share, snacks and jack, um, mini, mini golf. It's, it's a beautiful, I, I don't know how many Bally Sente made, but they got a lot of them. Stalker, the Stalker? Night Stalker. Yeah, they got Night Stalker, Stalker, Night Stalker. Yeah, they have yeah. both. Yeah. And I just played Stalker in, in uh October. And it was the first time since I was a little kid. I'm like, oh man, I remember this game. <laughs> and then uh, but I always I played mini golf and I played hat trick and uh those those are the big ones when I was when I was younger that I remembered. But they have a great uh great Valley Sente uh display at uh Laconia, New Hampshire. Cool. We did some strange games too. Do you ever see Snacks and Jackson? Yeah, they have that oh, there. Yeah, have that's a there. weird one. Yeah. They have it there. Yes. I it's just, like a it's hand like, like slapping stuff or whatever, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I should have played it, but yeah, the, the big head. Yep. Yeah, the clown that eats. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. Clown fires his nose up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a weird game. And eat peppers and yeah, uh, your head's bouncing around and everything's bouncing. It's a yeah. I was noticed that that uh, uh, Gridley. I've never seen a Gridley before ever uh, in arcades. Was, yeah, was I don't recall it. I, I've Is heard that... the name. I think I've seen pictures, but it's like a, a perspective yeah. shooting game. Yeah, it's, it's hard. We were trying to cash in a little bit on the cuteness of um, of Cuber, and so. Oh. Um, um, that was, you know, that was some of the justification for the design of the Gridley character. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out, you know, being able to line up perspective uh, enemies coming in at you is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, that game didn't do real well. Yeah, it's. I wish it they looks could hard. Hits, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Don't, yeah. Of course. Um, I post a link if anybody wants to check that out. It's what was your great. favorite game that you ever worked on? Like, if you like, like, God, I really like this is, I'm proud of this one. Money or not, whatever was a hit or not a hit. Like, I really like this. This is my favorite out of all the ones I did. Do you have one or no? Yeah, this is my well, crowning achievement. kind of have two that kind of sandwich my entire career. Battle zone on the front end um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and then the game, another game, I've, I've had way too many games that just didn't, there's a couple of them. I mean, one game I did for 3DO, which was supposed to be one of the launch titles of the M2, never got released because M2 never got released. And then um, for the last company I was in with Owen and Ed Log and a bunch of other, you know, the Atari greats, um, I did a game called uh, Draconis Rex which never got released. It was for uh, smartphones and tablets. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I can probably that. show you a little video from there. That'd be cool. Hang on. I got Those would have been for like, <laughs> like uh, mobile, like like phones yes. and stuff. It's it's for mobile. It was a um, a game that was. Um, a, a simultaneous turn-based game, so there was no latency issues, um, and it was uh, 
a dragon fighting game. I don't know. I'm just gonna guess at one of these here. Let's see. I got a bunch of vids. They may not be any good. Now let's see. I have to share my screen somehow. Let's see if I can do that. Yep, yeah, should be like a, in the bottom middle. Yeah, share screen. Big green button. Um, let's see. How do I find the screen that I want to share? That's always the trick when you have a whole bunch of windows open. Hmm. Like finding, finding the needle in the haystack. <laughs> yeah, hang on. It's a quick time thing. I don't know how to find this in all oh, the scroll. Find or no mail unknown. Find. This is not easy here. Device, desktop. What was the reason it didn't make it to, to market? Uh, there's a lot of reasons, some of them political, and it was right before <laughs> the company went under. So. Oh, gosh, I wish I could figure out how to get this to show up. Um, you have the, uh, are you watching it, it on YouTube? It with or? a bunch of screens. It's on QuickTime, so it's on his desktop. You can't share the link. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah. All right, so if I click this, does anything show up? Not yep. yet. Well, uh, do, do you need to allow me to share a screen? Nope, you should have permission. Desktop one. Desktop two. Uh, allow Zoom to share your screen. Hold on, I gotta allow this. Oh yeah, that could be it. Okay. <laughs> I have to quit and come back if I'm gonna do this. So oh, it's still that restriction come back thing. To Zoom. Yeah. We've had that issue come up sometimes. Ed, what are you drinking? I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll be back with your answer. <laughs> yeah. I got a pee. I don't know if I have enough time. We might be back in two seconds. Run. Push. Yeah. Oh. oh, no, he's back. Too late. Right, there we go. All Let's right. Go. Let's see if I can do this now. All you had to do is quit the app, not reboot. Uh, we were expecting it to take like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just rebooted the app. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Here we go. Now I can do it. Share this. Yep, yes. There, you go. there we go. Yeah. Now I can see it. Got it. I don't know what this is going to be. I got a bunch of these little captures here. Um, it's basically a game where. Here we go. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. It's gorgeous. That is gorgeous. That's cool. Whoa. <laughs> the dragon oh. game. Yeah. Um, the idea is that you've got different kinds of moves <laughs> you can make and you're playing on this hex grid. Let me start this again, and I'll just pause it here. You're starting on this hex grid, and you can see this is one of the moves a dragon can make, and he'll have a, a heading, a potential heading. You've got where, you're, you, where you can move is either green or yellow, where your opponent can move is either red or yellow, and the various headings that you can have. And you can only fire, you fire most potently when you're directly at another dragon. There's different kinds of dragons with different kinds of abilities. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool game. I just wish, I love this game. And unfortunately, you know, never went to market. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. 
I'm, I'm, yeah. Ed, I'm seeing kind of a, a dragon theme in some of your stuff. I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> sci-fi. I'm just going way out on a limb and thinking you're a bit of a sci-fi geek. Um, <laughs> yeah, his favorite yeah, movies like are Pete's Dragon, Dragon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big time science fiction fantasy buff. Uh, I collect books, uh, um, including my first edition signed copy of ready player one by ernie klein oh yeah <laughs> wow yeah i love that book fun one that's yeah. awesome book. better than the movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, where are you from because you don't talk like you're from the like you're a native californian i'm a chicago boy ah nice that's my mom's from chicago that's where a lot of my so, so my maternal size i'm a cub stan for, <laughs> for worse well, you he don't have any all, choice. Yeah, my mom. John Hughes movies. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom. So we'll just ignore them for a minute. My mom's grew up just down the street from Wrigley Field, so close. In fact, I guess when they did some expansion at some point, there was like an eminent domain thing, and they yeah. took over the old house where my mom grew up, Aww. and they had to move. You know, so and she was little, and they had to move to a to a different house. Actually, the house where my my where my grandmother, you know, where I, what I knew of as, as the family home. But yeah, my mom still talks about like on game days being like, you know, her parents wouldn't want her, you know, you have to stay in the house because it was like just a couple doors down. Um, yeah. I'm, my wife and I are both total baseball buffs. We go to spring training every year. Um, when I was in high school, um, our baseball team that I played on took third in state and all the players got, um, got a season's tickets to the next year of the Chicago Cubs, um, you know, general admission, and they weren't such a big thing back then. So uh, the second half of my senior year, after I'd already been accepted to college, I, you know, whenever the Cubs were in town, I was, I was cutting school and out down at the ballpark. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so what brought you to California? Atari. Oh, it was. Okay. And my first game for Atari was baseball, Atari baseball, done on the uh-huh, nice. cabinet is the old Atari football. So, oh. so how, how did you get your job with Atari? Like, what? Yeah, did they recruit uh, you or did you, did you for, seek them? I'm sorry? Did they recruit you or did you seek out Atari? Um, well, I'll tell you. Um, I was working at the time for GD Serial Pharmaceuticals. Uh, I was interfacing lab equipments to the then brand new microcomputers that, you know, that were being made. Um, And in my spare time, I was programming games on the Sigma 7 data acquisition system. Uh, For those of you who are big time computer buffs, this is an old one. Uh, Xerox made computers back in the day. Xerox Sigma 7. Um, So uh, I was like, I was working there and one of the gals I worked with um, said, you know, she was, she was like playing on the games that I made and stuff like that. And, and she brought in this mag, this, uh, and then in an industry publication in the day called uh, InfoWorld. I, I, yeah, I remember like InfoWorld. Yeah. And was there was an ad for Atari, for programmers for Atari. And she said, this job's for you. And I, on a flyer, I sent in the application. So that's wow. that's how I started. Awesome. And then they gave me the job, which was the strange part. 
<laughs> did you have to audition in any way? I mean, was it just a talking interview or did they, did you show a portfolio the or? Most thorough job interview I've ever had. Um, I spent, I got a call from a gentleman named Steve Kelpie, who was uh, the head of, of software at that time at Atari. And he spent about an hour on the phone with me. Um, you know, just asking me questions. What are you doing? What have you done? That, you know, what, you know, what do you think about games? That kind of stuff. And, and then I didn't hear anything back. And about two weeks later, three weeks later, uh, I get a call saying, can you, you know, come on such and such a date to O'Hare Airport to meet Steve Calfee and interview with him. So, you know, I dress up in a suit and tie and, you know, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go interview for this job at Atari. Had no idea what working at Atari was like. And so he's at this hotel at the airport. And so I go up and got the room number, knock on the door and he opens it up. And here he is in a band line shirt and blue jeans and I'm in this suit and tie. And I think what got me the job is the first thing I did is I walked in and I said, thank God. And I took off the tie, took off the jacket, uh, on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. California striptease. Yeah. <laughs> so baseball was that? Uh, were those track balls to do that, or yeah, was that? Those were the the old big track balls. Yeah, like on missile command, the big four inch track balls, yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Crazy. They had some momentum when they get going. I don't know if I've seen base. I know I've seen basketball and football. They only made three hundred of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, huh. you guys know who Dale Luck is? Oh yeah. Dale's yeah. got my prototype. And oh wow. I don't know if he's got this part working. We actually did back before even Sinistar came out. We did the first in-game human voice synthesis. Hmm. It said four oh. words, it's four phrases: ball strike, you're safe, and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. uh, Dan Pliskin, who was a hardware engineer at the time, did uh, did the hardware for that. That was that was a fun thing. That wasn't with samples or anything like that, right? That that was. Yeah, it was uh, it was sampled pulse code pulse code modulated. It was really not a real complex circuit. We were just mm -hmm. running, you know, bit samples through the the uh, D day. The, the 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 reason I ask is that the memory for that kind of thing was kind of expensive back then, right? So yeah, that's so why it never be very judicious. Yeah, that's why it never made it out of the prototype phase. Ah, okay, too too expensive to make. Just because he put they some words in there. with a lot of cool things back in the day that never made it. I remember when I was working on Battlezone, um, we actually tried to do a stereoscopic 3D display back in the day, in the early oh. day. And oh, the way wow. we did it was really bizarre. Um, we, we had, you know, a periscope hooked up to the Battlezone, and we had a shutter in front of it that would let one IC and another IC. And yep. there was an optical device that would let us know when each eye was open and we displayed the appropriate view for that. Of course, it cut our frame rate, which was nice in battle zone, cut it in half. Mm. And so it was making people sick all over the place. Yeah, and give you a headache. Big, we, we have similar for- That was a yeah. production nightmare. So, mm. you know, we played a lot of crap back in the day. <laughs> yeah. That's neat though, that you get to like, you know, try things out and see what works and see what you can do. And yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that. 
that that's the earliest I've ever heard of that because um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and SGI Silicon Graphics had a bunch of 3D visualization stuff, and it had a set of those goggles. And and, and you, you, same same problem. You had to cut your your refresh rate in half on the monitor, and and it would be like LCDs blinking. Yeah, and if you were if your field of view was moving fast, it would make people sick. It would, it like Vectrex, hard? Vectrex well, has exactly. the uh, that headset for 3D. Remember, hmm. um, uh, there's like a, a handful of games that for the the home system Vectrex that had a 3D goggles. Oh. You guys don't know about that. Mm-mm. No, Gary, you don't know about I, that. I, I've heard, I've heard of that, but I've never, exp- I've never experienced it. Yeah, like the, I've, the, I've read the, about that. The the goggles you wear has a giant disc inside them and it spins in your in your goggles and it's doing what what ed talked about where it it alternates so it has like a roller coaster game like a racing game and um sort of a i think a donkey kong ish game called spike so i think there's a a handful of games that are in 3d for for uh for the uh vectrex so but good luck finding those goggles they're they're yeah, right. tough. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of the context that i heard about them was yeah they're hard they're to like, find yeah, yeah good but, luck with but that. they did do it they i don't know how bad the frame rate is but you know that's a few years after battle zone so maybe they're able yeah. to up the frame rate so i don't know but uh but that's interesting yeah uh ed um you, you mentioned sinistar did, did you work on that or no 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 that's uh that's an rj michael thing i think if you know who rj is yeah no that goes way back um but uh no i saw it you know i mean obviously i played the game and saw the game um but no that was um i can't remember it wasn't atari so it wasn't it was a williams 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 Williams, yeah i posted the irc carrie if you want to see what that Mm. uh the the vectrex uh, goggles look like oh nice there's a little review on them. So uh, mini golf, I actually have that game on my machine also. <clears throat> um, That's a Dennis Coble. Yeah. Do you know who Dennis Coble is? And uh, this sure. is this is not really an art. He actually he did he came originally came from the arcade group, and then when Atari, you know, started doing the home cartridge games, the VCS, the twenty six hundred games, mm-hmm. he was the software manager. Um, but he did some early arcade games like, um, oh, Owen, chime in and tell us. Um, <laughs> he's <laughs> in the yeah, RC. He's, he's a, an old, uh, I still keep in touch with Dennis. He, he worked with us here up, up at uh, um, our little group that we created up in the Sierra, in Sierra Foothills, where I live now, uh, with Rich Adam, uh, who uh, worked on Tempest and was the uh, programmer on Gravatar. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Gravatar. Oh yeah, Gravatar yeah. oh, yeah. was awesome. He's the guy. Who, when we moved up here, we you know we started a couple of companies up here and uh, did some cool things. Um, so yeah, I've worked with Rich forever. Awesome. Yeah. So that that game though, I didn't even realize. Like I got it from a friend, the machine, and it, everything's all working perfect as far as I could tell. I brought it to California Extreme, and somebody who's like really good at playing it. Um, got a hold of me and he's like, Hey, your, your trackball isn't wired correctly. I guess. Cause like not until the f- maybe fifth or sixth level, you actually have to go, maybe it's down with the trackball, but yeah, the rest probably. of the gameplay, the first four, three or four or five levels, you only have to go up or right or left. 
you don't have to go down at all. But if you try to go down, it was doing the opposite. Like both down and up would make the track ball go up or the the ball go up. But yeah, that's a super fun game though, for sure. Yeah, that was that was a blast. Like I, I enjoy that way more than like golden tea, you know, like <laughs> I want to see the whole track and just kind of like, you know, more simplified. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a fun game. Yeah, for sure. We talked about mentioned shoes. Dale, you mentioned Dale Luck earlier and he has yeah. the Valley Sente collection. I think he, yeah. he thought out to try to collect every game. And I don't know if he ever did that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I mean, I know Dale Luck from 3DO. I don't really know him from the arcade stuff. Right. That was like after the fact, but <laughs> he worked at 3DO when I worked at 3DO. So. so I had a 3DO system and I was waiting for that damn M3 2 or whatever it was to come out because I read the articles. I was so excited about it. I watched the demos on it and uh, I was I was so pissed that it never, never came out. It just because it looked like it was uh, awesome. So for people that don't know, it was an expansion port for the 3DO, if I believe they were going no, to do it that. No, it was a standalone console. Oh, it was? Because that's yeah. not what the article said. <laughs> well, there was originally talk about doing something that would plug in, you know, that you could plug in yes, the old 3DO what, so that you could still play the old games. But yeah, that's th what they that said. That never got built, to my knowledge. Yeah. But uh, I find on YouTube, I found the video uh, demo that I was playing at CES, I believe it was, to show off what it could do. And the, the, the 3D polygons that it could push and everything were way advanced compared to everything else that I'd ever seen. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, that was really neat. And I was just so sad that it just never made it. Yeah, uh, uh, that's it not making it is why I left 3DO. Oh man. I, I, the game that I did for that, um, you can probably find it on YouTube. Uh, I know it's there. There's some video of it. Called plumbers World don't wear ties. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Was it plumbers don't wear ties? No, World Championship Racing. It was okay. a racing. I'm game. just joking. I don't know if you've heard of that game for the 3DO. It's uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that like your Wonder Boy game? It's really yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, so it's a two-zone adventure Jeff game. In the IRC, he said something about Sprint, Dominoes, and Avalanche. There you go. Those are those are Dennis Coble games. Okay. Yeah, it's Dennis. And I, one of my favorite games of all time is Super Sprint, which is like, you know, the, the grandson of Sprint kind right. of. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, he also did games for, he was part of the group that went to a Magic when a Magic started up, if you remember that. They were, oh, yeah. first you had Activision, then there was a Magic. Demon Attack, right? I had in television. So a Magic oh. games on there. Yeah. Like Dracula. <laughs> What, what did you do uh, at 3DO when, when, when you were there Ed, at 3DO? I, start, I, start, I started out, um, they hired me on to do some liaison work between the, uh, uh, the hardware group and some external developers. And I ended up taking over, first of all, the software group of the studio. I was in charge of all the programmers for a while when they were doing the uh, the first batch of the studio games. Um, and then they reorganized the studio and there wasn't, there wasn't, a, it, it was reorganized into teams. And so I was a team leader. Um, 
and uh, basically I did an edutainment game. They wanted mm. something in the edutainment field. So I did an edutainment game uh, for the 3DO and then I did um, uh, the M2 Racing, which was supposed to be a launch title for the M2. That never mm. happened. There's a fun story about that when, when we were trying to sell the, the hardware to, um, to uh, Matsushito, who was going to make the, the game, uh, we were over in Japan and we did a presentation uh, to, to, um, to uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Pac-Man. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, um, I'm sorry, Mario. Uh, who's, who's the designer of Mario? I'm blanking um, on his name. Um, uh, Miyamoto. Uh, Miyamoto. Miyamoto. That's yeah. it. Miyamoto-san. It's on tip so, of my tongue. So yes. he's in this room, and you know, I know who Miyamoto-san is. Um, I figure he's got no clue who the heck I am, and I'm demoing this racing game called, you know, uh, World Championship Racing. Um, and um, and every he's you know asking all kinds of questions, and they're being translated and answering, and I'm like being ultra deferential. This is Miyamoto. Uh, and uh, and then afterwards, he comes up and starts talking to me in English and going, "Oh, I really like Battlezone and the stuff." <laughs> <laughs> so oh wow! What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> really, I figured he had no clue who I was. Oh, that's really cool, though. Even yeah, that's awesome. That was neat to meet him. He's he's a very impressive guy. Was was Battlezone a hit in Japan? I don't even know. I mean, was that also something shipped to Japan that was really well received? I don't know. You know, all the places they shipped it to, I'm pretty sure there were some shipped to Japan. I know they oh. were shipped to Europe. Okay. All over the place. Oh, very cool. That That is a cool story, though. That's <clears throat> neat that even knew your game and everything, knew who you were. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, that was very... I was... Um, quite honored and flabbergasted yeah yeah that's, that's really cool that's something else yeah. pardon me so we got <laughs> bob flanagan asking about how about some nitty-gritty details about the brainstorming occurrences after hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh bob oh god this is what um, happens yeah. when you tell people you're going to be on our show. You're going to get <laughs> brainstorming <laughs> sessions. Put um, you on the spot. <laughs> could get pretty rowdy. Um, uh, I can relate some stories. Uh, there was uh, there was one, and I was not at this brainstorming session. Um, <laughs> Multiple denials. All right, this is this is a, a sort of an Atari lore, Atari arcade lore. Um, the the head of the hardware group for a while is a guy named. Uh, Dave Steuben, who was uh, who was a um, big guy, he played uh, football on uh, on the line for uh, Santa Clara. Um, just a huge guy. He would he would like do stress testing of our arcade games too. You know, he'd come in there and like you know kick a controller off and go, that's not strong <laughs> enough and stuff like that. Just you know, this what a guy. fun job that'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at, one, at the brainstorming session at Pebble Beach, apparently he got pretty hammered one night, and his roommate locked him out of the room, and he decided, "Screw this!" And he just knocked down the whole door, the door jammed, the frame, everything, just crunched it through. 
Uh, so that was one of the fun stories. Hulk smash! We had a lot of fun. Hulk smash! Drunk smash! So yeah, uh, yeah, there were interesting things that happened at the brainstorming session. Um, sessions. Um, they were a lot of fun, and they were productive. They were very productive. Uh, Tyra was good about letting people, you know, get in the mood to be creative. So let's say someone worked uh, in packaging or something, and they go, they come up with a great idea, and you guys run with it. Would they get any kind of bonus or anything like that out of it, or was just bragging rights that oh my game got made kind of thing? Honestly, back in the day. Uh, to my knowledge, they did not get anything. Yeah, like you Sounds were like saying, the, uh, <laughs> the stun runner, the 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 woman that worked in a different department, right? Yeah. You said she kind of came up with the concept. Yeah, she submitted the original concept. And it was like, give she them like some like, deal, like, you know, like give them oh, a here McDonald's you go. Here's a, a turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. McDonald's no. <laughs> yeah, There were general bonuses that went out to everybody, I believe, but related bonuses. <laughs> I, you know, I may have actually cut her some. I was, I was, uh, I don't recall. I yeah, yeah, yeah. At least get credit in the game credits, you know, the design credit. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the early games, we weren't allowed to put our names on. Yeah, <laughs> sneak them in. That was a huge stinking <laughs> point. Right? Magazine at one time sent a guy, uh, Michael Treitman, who was one of their writers, uh, out to do an article about Atari. And he, you know, that there's an article you can go back and find. I can't remember the year. Um, and you'll see early pictures of Owen and me. This was before Bob Flanagan's time. Donna Bailey's in them, uh, other people, but um, Dave Toyer. But he was not allowed to use any of our names. So <laughs> back in the day, they, you know, we were commodities to be protected. You know, we were like trade secrets. We were. <laughs> we could put our initials in the high score in the initial high score table, and that was yeah. about it. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like what Crystal Castles, where the uh, castle has the, the initials in it. And yeah, yeah. That uh, was, you yeah. know, we could sneak Easter eggs in, but only if they didn't see us. You know, <laughs> only mm -hmm. if they didn't catch them beforehand. <laughs> yeah, they, the people get in trouble for that. I, I remember reading stories about the guy who did the one for Adventure for Atari. That uh, they were pissed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they had to do a lot of crap to do. I remember my friend showing me, talk about stuff pre-internet. Like, I remember riding on the bus with my friend who had an Atari. I didn't have an Atari. And he goes, oh, everyone's talking about this thing you can do in an adventure where you can, like, you can see these initials of the guy that, like, made the game. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you got to do all this shit to do it, but <laughs> you can do it, and, you know? And he, he, I mean, he showed, I went over to his house, and he showed me, I'm like, First, you got to get the bridge, and you got to go over here, and and then this dot that's the same color the as the background is over here. <laughs> well, how good did he feel when he saw Ready Player One? Yeah. Oh yeah, so, I mean that was the, right. Ready yeah, One, yeah. Which is actually that was cool movie. that it was in the movie because you know I, I knew what they were talking about in the movie, but yeah. a lot of people didn't. You know, the the first Easter egg, I guess they called it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that might be the first Easter egg. It probably is. No, no, I think it is basically yeah. the first Easter egg of a commercially viable game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there it you was, uh, and and an illegal Easter egg too. I mean, like you know. Oh yeah, was, they didn't want us to do any of that. That was the frustration of the programmers going, "Well, screw you! I want to put that, put my my name in." Like, um, I remember that was something that David Crane, um, 
was pissed about when he made uh, Pitfall that he wanted to make sure his name, you know, he, I think it even says like David Crane's Pitfall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is my game. Yeah. <laughs> see? Can you blame him, though, right? No. Right. <laughs> well, I yeah, still nobody see came for- on occasion. <laughs> No one came forward to, to say, I made Custard's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> People out there who know what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's funny that, uh, yeah, that's what they had to do. I, I know if I was a programmer, I'd want to sneak my game in there. You know, it's kind of a fun thing. You know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, once the game's pressed and on shelves, there's not much Target could do, <laughs> you know. It's out I'm there. Recall it, really. Just gonna you know. sneak it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, David Crane yeah. did Chopper Command. Nice. That was a great game. Oh, yeah. Did Ghostbusters. Who did? I wonder who did Keystone Capers. That's like one of my top five games on Atari. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good game. The Activision oh. Crew. Yeah, yeah. That it's a game that I would love to have seen, like a driven. an actual yeah. port to the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> You're making a, a cabinet. You know, that's something like Wyo could make. Wyo like, would do, yeah. Yeah. Buster when he was talking about that, I was like, ooh, I was thinking that. That would yeah. be a good arcade stand-up to do. Yeah. That's fun. You know? be because of some really cool artwork with cops and robbers, you know? Because that's the whole game. <clears throat> I could bake it all for you for free. Like, spend like... Oh, totally. Four months on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like three copies will get printed, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will make them. That's right. Well, we're talking about inside stuff here, Ed. Uh, Jim, I Jimbo have the prototype had a, uh, print out it on paper. You know, that's going to be worth a fortune here at some point. Ed, do you remember a game <laughs> in the arcades uh, called Toki? It was an ape that name. could spit fire. It was uh, by Tad, T A D. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird one. Okay. It's a platformer. It's weird. You're okay. a man who gets, you know, his woman stolen, and you got to save her. And it's a platformer side view, kind of like Mario. And you're you're turned into a monkey that can spit fireballs out of his mouth, and very <laughs> difficult game. But uh, it never fun. got a. Yeah, so I helped Jim out with uh, taking some of the graphics and stuff and making them. Uh, um, I did some art that was never made. Yeah, was, I re- they had a marquee and side art, but they never made a bezel that goes around your monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or a control oh, well, yeah, panel. That's right. I worked that. on the monitor bezel. Yeah, it's just a generic overlay. What's your favorite? This is a good question. What's your favorite bezel art from the arcade? Of all the Ooh. games. I mean, I'd like scramble. to scramble. I was going to say scramble. <laughs> yeah. Scramble? Yeah, I, I like the uh, the phallic symbol in the bottom right corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Ed? The uh, crazy art and scramble. How weird. How yeah, oh, I, remember the, I remember the bezel. Yeah. It yeah. was wild. <laughs> there's a female holding a uh, a microphone or something is that what it's supposed to be i don't know i, I, I thought it was a pipe okay smoke, whatever right? it's <laughs> like looking yeah maybe it's yeah there we go there, there you go, go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. in her hand there <laughs> the flute yeah so just mildly suggestive yeah. <laughs> mildly <laughs> kind of reminds you of the pillow um, that's a good question bezel art wow uh, yeah yeah i don't think we've asked that one before yeah my favorite is got to be warrior oh yeah, yeah okay. that's gorgeous that's awesome what does that look like i don't remember it's um, uh, that was the, 
the the top down vector game, Tim Skelly. Yeah, black and white. Oh, yep. the one that yeah. Carrie was shaking yeah. the crap out. That's of. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm champion at. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get near her. Yeah, yeah. I play it kind of like um. Oh, what is that uh, game where you have to where you t- try to shove Panic each other? Panic Park or whatever. Panic oh, Park. Yes. Yeah, I kind of play it that way. I take a, a strong stance, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I play enthusiastically. <laughs> I always love that art. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I just thought mm-hmm. it worked really well with the game. I, I think they they use the they they missed a bet on that controller. I would have loved to seen them use a joystick, but have a sword handle mounted on the end of it, so you were actually holding a sword handle, which the heel of the sword of 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 the pommel just was connected to pointing at the screen connected to the joystick. Instead of running a joystick around, you would be holding the sword now or this handle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought they missed a bet with that. Nah. Probably like, would have uh, done what that is with it? skull and crossbones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What's the game Monkey Ball where it's like a banana? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. holding a banana. Wait banana joystick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is getting a bunga bunga. Bob had a question. Is there an Easter egg in, in Blastroids? In Blad, yes, there is. It's um actually an Easter egg that shows up uh before you put any money into it. It will not work on free play. So if you uh-huh. if you're playing one, you gotta take it out of free play to you do it. And then I think you hold down all the buttons on the left player side and you spin the wheel counterclockwise on the right player side when you're on the credit screen and then instead of saying you know the name of all the people and you know our position it changes to like gabe's dad and and becca's dad and you know that kind of stuff we just put our kids names in the game oh that's very cute that's that's awesome (laughs) i didn't know that that's that's pretty cool yeah you don't find because it's not part of the game yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's a question. How about and uh, your other games that you created in the arcade? Uh, do they all have some sort of Easter egg of some sort like that, or just a um, few that you know of? I have to take them on an individual basis. Um, I wasn't a huge Easter egg guy. There was an Easter egg in a limited. Let me call it a limited version of Stun Runner because we couldn't. We we would not release that. Um, it was it was actually an accident that happened when we were putting it together. Have you guys ever played to the end of Stun Runner? Yeah, I've watched it on YouTube. I'm not that good. I've never managed. <laughs> there's, there's eight my quarters. There's two endings. If if you can put your name on the high score table, which is the drive-through high score table, which I never saw in any other game, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, if you if you get further than anyone else, you put your name or Further, at least in the top 10, you put your name where on the track you finished. Because that's the, on the final oh. level, that's how it works. It's how far you can get. That's where the game ends. Oh, I so was wondering about it because I have watched if, that. If you get past those games, you see games, it fly by. You see the names you're beating fly mm-hmm. by. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, that's, right. that's in the, that's that. in the YouTube video where I and saw these letters going by. That, I'm like, what is that? If you do that after you finish, the gal comes off. The, this gal comes over from the side of the screen, walks over, hops on the bi- on the back of the cycle with you, and you ride off. If oh. you if you make it to the to the last level, 
but you don't get on the high score table, she'll come over and kiss you on the cheek. How you get? Andy Burgess did this part of the you know the ending sequence here, and the first time he had the position off, but he had the kissing sound in, and she was kissing the wrong part of his anatomy. Just leave it at that. Whoops. And so that what I a, call a prize. There was something you could do to get that to come up, and you know, if you, if you didn't make it the high score table, but you made it to the last level, you, you there's only like, like you know, wonder two or three rounds of it. Rounds yeah, I'm not Wonder Boy, Lover Boy. The game or Lover Boy, sorry. <laughs> so yes. I would recommend you you find Andy Burgess, who's living out in Montana somewhere now. And tell him to make a copy of his ROMs, and that's the only way you can get that. Oh, how funny! Awesome. Well, I remember when the game was arcade. If you got to the end, no. if you got to the end of the game, and you did it by a certain date, you could get get a free T-shirt. And I remember uh, that was that, that game, yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was that there game. Were, there were mm -hmm. there yep. were uh, Stunner T-shirts given out for that. It was a T-shirt contest, and there was actually a. a, a operator switch where you could turn that off i love that advertisement on carrie's got it on her clacks <laughs> yeah. yeah it's charming i love seeing yeah. that yeah yeah welcome to the 90s it's time to yeah. relax with the yeah. you can get the t-shirt yeah it's awesome why would you ever turn mm. that off yeah clacks was a cool game Tu tubin had that had one of those too i believe uh -huh. yeah, tubin. yeah dennis harper yeah, Road Blasters had it as well because I know my brother actually it was oh, like yeah. eating the 50th yeah. rally in Road Blasters. And he spent, I don't know how much money trying to do that, but it was like, I don't know, probably 90, 91. So the promotion was long over, but that yeah. had not changed the dip switch things. <laughs> but yeah, so finally he did that. He took a picture of it. Yeah. He was like, like keeping his camera like next to him in the arcade. I mean, Took a picture of it and sent it in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that promotion's long over." Uh, yeah, and they did like four years ago. <laughs> At some point, someone on—I think I would talk about this years ago. Uh, maybe Josh, even when he was on, at some point talked about it. But he, um, uh, someone on Clove was asking people if they wanted to reproduce the Road Blaster shirt. Yeah, and so I was desperately trying to get enough people. <laughs> interested because i wanted to get to him for like christmas or something oh yeah like finally he could have the shirt from you know 30 years ago <laughs> that he earned yeah. and certainly paid for I right. yeah i love that a yeah. lot of those games That'd have advertisements gift, like though. that for prizes stuff i know mortal kombat you could they had an advertisement for buying the the soundtrack cd or yeah I, it was oh, set tape or CD. the midway games would do that yeah yeah mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, get Mortal Kombat CD, you know, and they give you a dot .com address to order it or whatever. Because that game was like CDs. early 90s, yeah. 90, 93, 93. I don't even have a CD player anymore, do you guys? I know, right? <laughs> I do. It's like Mortal Kombat 11 now? Yeah, I don't even know. Ed, Ed yeah. Boone has made a bunch of money on that game. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> good guy, so hyper-violent, you know, too. He's a good guy. Yeah. So um, uh, looking, there's like two more games on your list here. I see Spiker. Is that that's like volleyball or something? Yeah, I don't know why that's on my list. That yeah, that was um, I had nothing to do with that game other than being the you know uh, VP at that time. I think but, okay, uh, that was actually uh, like a volleyball game um, that's just not all that great, but it it was Nolan's idea. 
and Nolan wanted us. He had this idea for a simple game, and so he outlined it. And you know, he was Nolan, so we did it. So, (laughs) right. (laughs) What are you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah. And then the last one was uh, Steel Talons. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that one. Yeah. That game. That's a you know I've worked with Ed Log on that game, and I you know. It's the only game we ever worked on together, and I think Ed Log is the finest. Uh, sorry, Eugene Jarvis, if you're out there listening. <laughs> Ed Log is is the greatest American arcade game designer. Period, in my opinion. I you know that's just that's what I'm going to say about it. It was a fun game to work on. It was two linked boards, so there were two players, and they each were basically a hard driving. So you're talking about a lot of hardware at the time, or race driving. And um, Ed did all the physics. It was like very cool physics for the helicopter because it was not, oh, we're just going to make this thing work. There was a collective and a throttle. And um, Ed did some amazing stuff with that. We learned some really uh, bizarre things uh, that turned up. I don't know how much you guys know about programming, but this game presented some very weird programming problems. Um, what kind? Largely Maybe. because of the link game. That was the mm. hardest part. Concurrency issues. Um, do, you, uh, do you guys understand collision detect? Yep. The, I well, understand the concept. Yeah. Yeah, I understand okay. the concept of it. So yeah. here is the idea. You, you see you're blowing up things on the ground there. And let's say one, one, one guy is about to fly through that sort of through one of the buildings um, and it's going to blow him up and the other guy shoots it just as he's going through it um, but because things are not, they're happening on different processors, one guy sees the, the building blowing up before he hits it but the guy who's flying through it doesn't see it and so on one guy's machine, he's flying through it but the other guy, he's blown up and <laughs> so you have just a lot of these These, yeah. these sinking problems that are just really hard to deal with. Programming so, back then didn't, didn't really provide for a lot of those concurrency resolution issues. So That's correct. You guys yeah. had to invent all of that. Yeah, this was like, you know, we had a, a custom link up between the, the two boards uh, and doing things as fast as we could. and um, But still, you, you know, you have these timing issues that you have to resolve and uh, things you don't you don't think about when you're playing the game, but when you, you know, you're just working on it. Okay. Now that's a real problem. So that was, that was a very challenging game to work on, but it, it was fun too. I mean, Ed, Ed is remarkable. He's a remarkable guy. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, if you ever get a chance to get him on, um, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's remarkable. That's all I can say. <laughs> think the world of him. Get on it, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> you got one ed get another yeah. one yeah get the other one. <laughs> so that and that game it looks like you're mostly left and right or is it going up and down too up and you guys it's, it's you basically have a collective and a joystick and it flies like a helicopter you get wow. two modes one where where you can put it in where it's like assisted and it makes it easy to fly you don't have to worry about it. the other one is pretty darn good simulation uh, we even went down to fort ord and flew in one of their blackhawk simulators which is a full 
3D motion thing done by Evans and Sutherland with wow. infinity optics and multiple monitors. Um, you know, when we were researching this game, because we had one of the, you know, one of their top gun helicopter pilots working with us on the game. So um, it was that part of I mean, the physics and it was like really good. So awesome. yeah, that was a very cool game. And uh, actually, he and I were on the cover of uh, Replay Magazine or Playmeter, one of the two, back in the day uh, for that game. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And what is what the cover uh, of the magazine? Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do we have that, that cover anywhere? Or is it scanned on the internet? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I have replay scanned on the internet. Um, I think, isn't that a UK, is that a UK magazine? I'm sorry. Was that a UK magazine or is that America? No, that's the US. I, I don't remember okay. whether it was Playmate or Replay. I think I have one downstairs somewhere in an album. Some, but I. It's not something I look at very often. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, there was a question a long time ago about what are you drinking tonight yeah can't go too close can you is it focusing on that that should it focus. looks good but no it's fuzz it is lagavulin 16 oh nice <clears throat> smoky and delicious smoky isle of Ile. very nice <laughs> excellent choice sir that's mm, my drink i know lagavulin it's been for, I don't know, 20 years now, 30 years, something like that. Awesome. So, Al, what are you guys drinking? Come on. I had some rum and coke tonight. There you go. I got <laughs> Hazer's got a hate. He's pouring beer on his head. That's Belching Beaver in California. Yeah, I, I live yeah. in California. Yeah, I've had that on skid. That is good. That's really good. I just I got it. They had it at Trader Joe's. I'm like, what is that? And the guy that works there goes, "Oh, it's so good. Go get it. Just get it. Just get it." Another one up here, Aladezi. Aladezi. Pink hot blades. blades. Oh, hot pink blades. By Alvarado Street and Highland Park. It's a collaboration. Yeah, because they got rollerblades on. Why not? Does it wear? Tastes like asphalt. Northern California. Oh, okay. I mean, like, just what ass. is the flavor of that? Just, just ass. Like, I'm thinking pink is like a berry. Yeah, it's like, like it just you know, uh, it's like got sweat out of rollerblade boots. <laughs> they put it into the yeast. That's where WD the yeast 40. comes from for the beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, rollerblade. Yeah, if I like your uh, your Bud Light uh, neon, that looks good. Oh, thank you. That was a gift from my good friend Donnie. He's, I uh, hooked him up with an arcade part, and then he's like, I got something for you. He was buying some games, and the guy he kind of threw it in. And I'm like, God, what gift is he talking I got this gift for you. And then he pulled it. I'm like, dude, I almost gave him a kiss. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, I love it. <laughs> but it's COVID, so he couldn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is pre-COVID. I could have slapped him. Oh. Big one if they wanted. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, dude, that's old school. Thanks. I mean, Bree's the best. Like, I love that. Yeah, great. So that, that's my uh, my light right now. That and the games. It's the only light that's on them here right now. Let's see if I show it off. It is illuminating. So, Ed, are you into pinball at all? 
Uh, mildly. I played I played pinball for a period, but I was never very good at it. Um, mm. There were some pinballs uh, I liked, some pinballs I didn't like, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's not, you're not going to get a lot of good stuff from me on pinball. All right, <laughs> skip that. Well, I, I have a story. There's always a story. You got a favorite? Yeah, my first day at Atari. Atari actually did some pinballs back in the that's day. Right. Uh-huh. Superman? And, Wait, and, no, uh, that's one I remember. This is a story I absolutely should not tell. Um, then he definitely oh, exclusive tell here, it. folks. <laughs> Ed's had enough drinks. He's telling us something. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's good. No, it's it's just it's a funny thing. Um, <laughs> my first day around, I'm wandering around looking at the labs, you know, because back when I started Atari, each uh, there, there were like I don't know six labs, I think, um, and you know there'd be like two games going on being developed in the lab, and one lab had some some pinball games being developed. And I walked in there and there was this incredible gal leaned over the pinball, making notes on the table on things on the artwork she wanted. And, you know, I'm sorry, my dad used to say position is everything in life. And um, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a great, great introduction to Atari. <laughs> so funny you remember that. <laughs> Like it was yesterday, he remembers it. I remember uh, that, yeah. <laughs> a dirty old man story. I'm a dirty old man. <laughs> well, you weren't then. You weren't then. You I was a young man then. I was a dirty yeah. young man. <laughs> so I, I, there's one other thing I saw that, on your that's list. That's my pinball story. <laughs> there you go. It's nice. a good one. <laughs> yeah. Good one. That, that's Three years than later, most. they got married. No, I'm just so oh, I see on your list here, you did a um, arcades greatest hits collection for PlayStation. Oh, well, cool. his battle zone is in there. I'm wondering if that's why his name's on that. That's why my name is on there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured. What's funny what is downplay it, says it, it was made Sorry. by Midway Games. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not realist. <laughs> Atari making Midway games. Actually, I, I think they actually interviewed Ed Log and Dave Toyer and I together uh, and put included the video in there somewhere. I don't know. Hmm. I don't have that video anywhere. So. <laughs> so now those ones, they actually took basically emulated ROMs, right? Of the arcade games and put it on the PlayStation. I don't believe so. I don't know. Huh. Um, they created, they uh, like had an emulator thing. actually, yeah. but it wasn't MAME. It was just something that they came up with to be able to play. Uh, I read an article about it, but yeah, it was basically a MAME style like emulator, but it wasn't MAME. Okay. Just so it can play those old arcade games. But they were the they were running the, the ROM of oh. it though, you know, so it was as close as you could get for, you know, for compared to in the past, uh, before that, that those midway collections came out, um, anything you played on home market was usually a, uh, a rebuild, you know, of something trying to get close to it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so that was actually, I remember when those, those, those came out mm -hmm. on the PlayStation one, actually, I was just like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is so cool. I'm playing Robotron, you know, uh, this is before MAME, you got to remember too. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm actually playing the Robotron that I remember, not a, a, a person's 
memory of what Robotron was like and tried to rebuild it, <laughs> you know, for a system. You know, that's so. one of the greatest games of all time. I, I it it's doesn't one matter of my favorites. You know, that it wasn't yeah. Atari. Eugene, that was just one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, I own a I own a Robotron. So does uh, Gino has a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, how many Robotrons do you have now? About a half a dozen in progress. <laughs> I have a little... He's trying to collect army all of, of Robotrons. Yeah. <laughs> Gina wants all the Robotrons to himself so no one yeah. else can have one. <laughs> I don't think anyone would disagree with that statement there. That is one of the uh, uh, Who doesn't yeah. like Robotron? Everybody does. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the perfect risk-reward game, I think. Um, and it has such awesome action, awesome sound effects. It's almost like a, what do they call that? That that effect you have when you hear a sound that um, uh, releases endorphins or something. Oh, There's something oh, about when you pick up the people, it makes that cool sound effect. A dun, 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 and then, you know, you keep picking them up, picking them up, and then your score doubles every time. You know, it's like. It's called Pavlovian. Pavlovian, there you go. Yeah. So this game is just to me, it's just one of the most addicting. Um, and and it's not something you just sit and it doesn't just play forever either, you know, unless you're super good at it, can marathon it. But that's just to me, that's the perfect risk reward arcade game. I don't know, I just love it. So right, Gino. And you finally got one. Yeah, I finally got one. I was looking one for a long time, Ed. And uh, uh, on the show, I'd always talk about, you know, I'm looking for one and, you know, I'm trying to get one. And looks like Bob uh, posted a picture in the IRC, an old picture you guys. I'm trying to. Oh, which, which, which can you bring it up? Uh, uh, Andrew could. Oh, Andrew just stepped out. I might have a very old picture somewhere here. Andrew, and when he comes back, he post it. That is a tiny picture. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that yeah, is a very... tiny picture. Control plus. <laughs> oh, them mustaches, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mustaches. There we go. Can you guys see that? Yeah. There oh, there we oh, go. I blew it oh, up. I can see it way oh. bigger. Now, this Better, is yeah. from the Smithsonian Magazine. Uh, the gentleman in the suit is Lyle Rains, who is the head of engineering. The gal in the sweater is Donna Bailey, who is a Send professor in Arkansas at a university. Um, she's uh, half of the centipede team with Ed Log. Um, the guy with the armadillo humping the Capitol building of Austin, <laughs> Texas is me. I knew it was you. <laughs> I knew that was you. Oh, and Ruben is sitting at the game there. And the guy behind him is a gentleman named Jeff Bosco, who uh, never did anything for Atari of Note, I don't recall. But they, Owen was playing his game. You guys had the, you, you guys' mustaches were on point, though. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, the stashes are just it's awful. The 70s, I love it. <laughs> it was 70s, yeah. I don't know how to, how do I exit out of this? Stop share. Okay, there Stop we go. sharing. There, there we go. go. Back to normal. Okay. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Did you get to partake in the fun parties and all that stuff? The crazy parties. Yeah, was that during your time there? It probably was if you're doing battles. Yes, there were, yeah. Famous parties. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of them. <clears throat> That's fun. 
can't have that kind of fun anymore. <laughs> There's this thing they, they invented called HR that kind of yeah. puts a stop to that stuff. <laughs> you think? You can't roll a dub while you're in a jacuzzi anymore. <laughs> On site at noon. <laughs> and I asked Owen this question. Um, was there like a, how long did, when did you, what years did you work for Atari? Okay, my first stint at Atari was from January 79 through October 81. From October 81. Okay. Was there any time That's in the that... first stint? I first had stint. a second stint. You did two, two passes at it, right? Yeah. When was the second pass? When, well, yeah, it was later. Now I gotta, now I gotta think. I, well, I spent about five years with Nvidia and Sente, and, and, and then I spent uh, about four years at Atari after that. So Five years, 81, 80, it was probably 86 through, well, actually it was like 92 or 93. So it was a little longer. Okay, so, so we're going we're gonna to make the little the time frame a little longer for you. What, was there any years with Atari or Valley Sente or like what year where you're like, this shit is really big? Like, wow, we are like, this is blowing up like it's crazy. Like, mm. like, was there like any, either at Atari or when you went to Valley, like, wow, dude, people are making a, a like we are like you know we are killing it with this this is a crazy industry that we're in right is there do you have any of that or like one year like wow like this is they're like probably 79 80 because so, it was going or 80, crazy 81, one of those right on, in there. Right. because that's that's when that picture was taken that's from uh uh the, the you know it was big enough that the smithsonian magazine came out to do an article um uh, Games were selling like hotcakes. Um, you know, it was the talk of the town. The Atari uh, home game system had just recently come out. Oh, that's right. Going that's right. gangbusters, and you know, Atari was at that point was on top of the world, and you know, we didn't see what was coming. But at that point, you know, it was just all all roses, all coming yeah. up roses. So certainly, um, I would say the between seventy nine and and eighty one, yeah. That's that's the reason why you know I decided to roll the dice, leave the company, and start something. I'm you know with with the two guys I left with was because it was just so big at that point. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it, it it was interesting because Atari changed a lot while I was there, and it probably changed even more for like Owen was there before me. Um, it, and I'm just talking about my first, my first go round at Atari that, that 70 January 79 through October of 81 period. Um, it went from being an engineering driven company, um, to a place where it was starting to become a marketing driven company. And it was just a complete change. That happened in that time period. Another picture here so for this you. Is, this is oh. this is innovative leisure. Did Owen Owen uh, voice this uh, here? I I can't see that right now. Who shared that? I'm because I zoomed in on it. Okay, so this is this is um, innovative leisure. Seamus Blackley, who's a gentleman standing over Owen's right shoulder behind him. Um, yeah. Dennis, Dennis, no, that's Dennis Coble that you just oh, the, the, the Zaxxon shirt. Yeah, that's James Blackley. Mm. He is the father of the Xbox. And oh, he, okay. 
and I am on the left there wearing the uh, the Stig T-shirt. If you guys are into Top Gear, uh, and then the guy on the far right, Rich Adam. Um, the three of us brainstormed that you know maybe we should start a company with some of the old guard. And um, not pictured in this picture is Ed Log and Tim Skelly. Um, they were also part of this cabal. Um, that is Van Burnham, if you guys read Supercade, standing in front of Seamus Blackley. Uh, um, right here, right? Yeah, that's Van. She, yeah, I met her a couple years ago. She was married to, to, to Seamus at the time, and that's their son in front of him, Max. Okay. Um, over over uh, Van's other shoulder there in the sunglasses is Lyle Rains. And in between there is between Lyle and us is is Bruce Merritt. That looks like that was photoshopped to me, by the it way. It was photoshopped in. I <laughs> okay. Photoshopped in. <laughs> so I can tell you that he that was Buffett? not in that picture. That was not in that picture. This is actually out at Pebble Beach. Um, okay. there, so there's Dennis Coble. Then to the to the right of Dennis Coble in the picture is Rob Zadibble, who was in the consumer group. Um, uh, he did uh, some stuff for the Jaguar and the Lynx, uh, did some stuff for the Atari 800. And then Bob Smith to the right of him, um, who uh, did a number of games for the consumer division at Atari for the VCS. And then at a, he was one of the founders of a magic with Dennis Coble. Um, so we formed a company called Innovative Leisure. I showed you that snippet of a game that I did for Innovative Leisure that never uh -huh. got released which was Draconis Rex. So this is the group that that was all about. Bruce worked with me on Draconis. Cool. Yeah. I wish I could find, I have a, a photo somewhere, I don't know exactly where it is, um, of a bunch of us at um, from, from taken in Chicago at this place called the King's Manor, um, which was a, uh, <laughs> well, it, it was cool. Uh, a cool kind of uh, restaurant performance place, but it was some of the, the the real old guard from Atari back in the day. All the you know Owens in it and Ed Log and David Sherman and I wish I could find it. I I know I have it on my computer somewhere. Don't know where. Joe, <laughs> awesome. that thought of that beforehand. Were you programming then too for the set your second pass with Atari then in the late 80s and early 90s? Yeah. Did I you did you have any involvement with TMEC? The TMEC? No. Okay. TMEC, okay. I know about it. I had no involvement with it. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> sort of like a battle zone uh sequel in a way, but with Raster yeah. instead of yeah. Vector. Um that's one of kind of a favorite amongst a lot of people here. Um, but uh, I was wondering if you played it or or what you thought of it. Never did play it. Um, oh, okay. I think it came out in '94, so that might have been that might that might have been a little later. Or yeah, I think I might have been at uh, at Apple at that point. Okay. It's, it's an arena based. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no, you can link it. the cabinets. It's really neat. Yeah. Faster paced uh, battle zone. <laughs> Big <Yeah>. footprint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Six by six. A lot of battle zone uh, 
spin-offs, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's from when we uh, at Dice, uh, when we uh, first uh, started up Innovative Leisure. And there's Ed Log on the left, and Rich Adam, then myself, and Owen, and Seamus. Mm -hmm. What year was this? I want to say 2011, February. And sorry, what's his name? The guy all the way on the right here, what's his name again? Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S. And he was... Exactly. He was kicked he out the, of the group, it looks like. Didn't he do Xbox <laughs> stuff or something like that? He was socially distancing already. Yeah. Father of Xbox. He's the okay. grandfather, yeah. He's the guy... He had the COVID. He was the, the guy who <clears throat> was in charge of the Xbox project. Okay. Awesome. Cool. And uh, I stay in touch with all those guys. Fuck. That's I'm cool. like talking to myself here. Um, Ed, uh, Owen found the picture that you were talking about. If you give me a second, I'll find it. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> we were, I will say we were pretty plastered when that picture was taken. Oh, <laughs> good. You better pull it up. Dave Troyer and Dave Sherman were there, but Dave Sherman was so plastered that he couldn't get up and Dave Torre wanted to stay with him and take <laughs> care of him. <laughs> so if you put it up, that he, he's, they're missing from that photo. I got to do the reboot thing as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was taken at, at the, one of the, you know, during one of the AMOA shows. Um, and that was our industry, um, you know, convention. <clears> hmm. <throat> <clears throat> Somebody's got a squeaky door. Yeah, it's my, it's my. Oh, your chair. That's right. Yeah, my chair. I've, I've tried spraying. Not, it it's not times. as good as a squeaky dog toy, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. That was the best. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, it sounded like it came from my house because I'm so used to that. It's so funny. If, if yeah. Dozer were here. My border collie were here and feed squeaky toys. Although they've mostly killed all the, so, and I have, I have two dogs and one dog I, I kind of custody share. So I occasionally get him. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But uh They've yeah they've killed all the squeakers out of out of oh, yeah. all the toys. Oh, yeah. Well that that happened. Yeah. He's killed right. them out. That's the only wubba that still has a squeaker. He's got about three wubbas. Yeah, the wubbas last really well with the squeakers. That's... You know what is the best one? If you can find the one that just rope ties, it's just like tied wub. It's like a tug, but it's all tug tied around the squeakers and things. Oh. Now, that's the picture I was thinking of. Look... Now that's Ed Log on the far right. He looks so young in that picture. And there's <laughs> Owen next to him. Rich Moore of Road Blaster fame. Um, that's our server next to Rich, the gal. He's <laughs> like, what are these guys? <laughs> Steve Calfey, who is the head of engineering, is in the sweater vest. Bro. John Ray, uh, a hardware engineer. He did, he did the hardware for sub. Do uh, you guys remember subs? Yes. Yes. Yeah, he did, mm -hmm, he did mm -hmm. the hardware for that, a couple of other games. Howie Delman, who did the original Vector Generator and a number of other games and was part of Sente <laughs> and Video With Me is the guy who's just partially cut. All you see is his head. And then in the front, on the right, is me with the Jufro. And <laughs> Jufro. Hey, is that oh, uh, Welcome Back Harder or what? I was going to say. Yeah, well, that's that's what it was. You were gonna and then say? Mike Alba, who was kind of the general programming wizard geek. And what year was this? That was 1980, 1980, I would say. 
I mean, that's an that impressive hairstyle. MOA yeah. was generally in the winter. So <laughs> sometime in the winter of 1980. Give Bob Ross a run for his money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word. So, I mean, check out Owen's shirt. Unbuttoned down. Yeah, yeah. Program yeah. Happy Little Pixels. I was going to comment on how big your collar is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can fly off with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Owen's like the cross between the the singer of Journey and uh, Kenny <laughs> Kenny Rogers. I no, think. and he looks like he's modeling <laughs> like knee jeans from like JC Penny catalog. <laughs> no, that's the kind of guy that had the the, the jean model. Yeah, that's actually a, a bit of a crop of that photo. I think I actually do have a beer in my hand, and and Howie's fully in that photo, so it's it's cut off a little bit by the frame. Yeah, Owen, Owen says he has this on his wall in his office. Oh, he's a great. <laughs> great picture. He has the "don't fuck with me" look on his face. <laughs> um, DJ Flask, I'm not sober. Thank you very much. I just ran out of beer. My beer's empty, so oh. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy DJ Flask is in Australia, and it's like in the afternoon there, so that's yeah. more impressive, right? He came down to visit us once. Yeah. <clears throat> where Where in Australia is he from? Uh, Toowoomba, I think, is the location. Well, what's up that near? Toowoomba is not a... I don't know. That's near. He's uh, opening up an arcade Jerry, bar. Where, where is Toowoomba near? Reply in the IRC. He just recently op- helped open an arcade. I think Spacey's, I think is what it's called there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, Spacey's. Yeah. I love the Australian yeah. people. They were so wonderful to, to us when we went there. Just... <laughs> I love that country. Beautiful, beautiful country. So he says Queensland to Wamba. We got okay. a delay on our chat, I'm sure. So another 30 seconds, maybe he'll say where it's near. <laughs> I mean, to me, I don't know. What's Queensland? <laughs> Queensland's like one of their states. It's a province. A oh, okay. Province. So he says Brisbane is about an hour away, hour drive away. Brisbane is beautiful, and then up, oh. you know, north of Brisbane is is where uh, uh, Kansas, uh, Port Douglas. Those are uh, beautiful ocean towns. Brisbane's a gorgeous city. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, maybe one day we'll be able to travel again. Yeah, right. they'll let us in. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they're smart, yeah, they'll yeah. wait. Yeah. We we yeah. have cooties. <laughs> really even, bad. Yeah, even even our Canadians who who helped found this this particular podcast aren't on this show. That's just how bad our cooties are. Yeah. Even, our, yeah. even Orange Whip and Seabard aren't here. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's sad. It is sad. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't want to get COVID, so they don't come on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used to be regulars. Now we hardly ever see them. Oh, yeah, what's with the purple gloves, uh, <laughs> Lewis? My, uh, the, the, the weather's changed here. Um, yesterday it was like 35, low of 35, which I know for most of the country is not that cold, but for Californians is damn cold. My, my hands are all cracked. So I'm wearing the gloves and Jeez. I got annoyed. It's oh. like they turned oh. the switch. It went from <laughs> yeah. being Isn't that weird? It's like super cold all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. went from being in the mid seventies and, and then all of a sudden, bam. You know, yep. we, we were running air conditioners like last week. 30 degrees. I know. <laughs> so weird. It's no, so and I'm in Buffalo, now. New York, and it was 72 here today. 
We had Crazy. snow yesterday. Yeah. Oh, Thank wow. God. Taste oh, so you're, are you up like around Colfax, Auburn area? Yeah. Okay. I'm in, you're I'm not in too far from me. I'm, I live in Rockland. Oh. <laughs> I live in Rockland, so I'm like probably 20, 30 minute drive from Colfax. My car is currently in Rockland. Oh. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, I, I dropped it off for service. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, uh, if you're if you're ever in the area, a good friend of mine in Auburn, he has an arcade called Out of Order Arcade. Uh-huh. It's on uh, is it Lincoln Highway, I think. Yeah, I know Lincoln Highway. It's right there by Highway 80. So look him up, check okay. it out. Tell him I sent you, and uh, the first uh, beer's on me. So <laughs> no worries. <laughs> He no, might be listening uh, yeah, tonight, but I'll tell him for sure. So yeah, I was down awesome. in Rockland uh, dropping off my car today. Uh, looks like I'm not going to have it tomorrow. Uh, just check. So we'll see. There you go. <laughs> hey, Ed, uh, do you still have any games? I have one game. It is Battlezone. It is the Cabaret Cabinet, if you guys are familiar with yeah, it. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I collect in, those. It is in storage <laughs> right now. <laughs> We, uh, it, it actually, I would like to bring it back, but we um, moved it to storage with a ton of other stuff when we remodeled our kitchen uh, about a year and a half ago, and I just haven't brought it back. <laughs> is, there, is there anything special about it? It's just a regular cabaret version of it, or? It's just the regular cabaret version of it. it you know, it's the prototype, but it's the prototype of the cabaret version. Oh, cool. Not, nothing yeah. special about it. That is special. I mean, like, no, no special wiring. I mean, it's just a regular production board, and and it's just like, hey, this is what it's going to look like, and and yep. Ed gets it. Okay, neat. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see. My my uh, stun runner was an upright, so that was special and limited, and the only upright stun runner I'm aware of. Um, my shoes was a um, <laughs> sort of a prototype little cabinet. Uh, my my. Baseball was in uh, actually in a football cabinet, um, so you know it's it's what what you could get at the time of what they were making. Um, they, they didn't give you something off the line, a production unit. It's when they were done with the prototype, you got the prototype, and you know the only prototype I was completely uninterested in was that stupid Bradley Trainer. <laughs> it, was, it was three months where I literally saw my wife when I went to bed and got up and that was it uh, death march yeah uh, you was, worked at Apple in the 90s right yeah I worked with I worked, I worked Owen got me hired in there Owen was in there first and he's back there now um, but uh, yeah I worked in uh, their operating system group and uh, for a while and did did a few things and um then when um when they did a, this big reorg it wasn't really the operating system writing group but and it was the group that Owen was in and they did this big reorg and they reorg me into a modem group and i know nothing about modems and that's when i left them right. the oh. um i i was hoping they would fire me because they were giving out these awesome severance packages <laughs> but, but no they, they they wouldn't fire me so and i asked them to i said i'll volunteer but no yeah so, 
I'll take the well, package. should have party uh, at Apple like people did at Atari. That would have done it, right? <laughs> no, no, it really wasn't that. Uh, the, the people, the folks I worked with were great at, at, at Apple. Um, I will say the group that, that first group I worked with at Atari, and, and the second group too. I mean, all the people I worked with at Atari, it was the best experience I had um, in the games business, the, the, the quality of the, of the talent uh, and, and just the personality of the people that I worked with. It was just the best time of my life in a working experience. And I think it showed in the games that came out. So um, we had fun doing it. Um, there were times where it wasn't quite as much fun, but we mostly had fun. And I don't think you can make a fun game if you're not having fun. Right. So, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> cool. So, uh, any other questions about Magabulin <clears throat> or any questions in the uh, IRC? Does anybody have any questions they want to post? Anything else you want to talk about? <clears throat> oh, I, I, no. Ed, I told Owen last time, like we need to get you, uh, Owen, and Bob on, like maybe a month or two from now, whenever, uh, all three of you on at the same time. And I just want you guys to riff off each other, like telling stories. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, like, that'll set you up. You guys will remind each other stuff. of some crazy <laughs> times, you know, I think yeah. it'd be funny. What'd you say, Mark? Yeah. Cause they'll remember they'll, like one person will remember something. And the other one wouldn't go, remember that time that, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that <could laughs> That's not how it went. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a liar. And then yeah. we yeah. end up hating each other. <laughs> no, my mustache was bigger than yours. No, mine was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I had the biggest fro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had the only fro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could be yeah. fun. That could be fun to do, like in a couple months. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's gotta find yeah time it right, and when everybody has the right schedule for it or whatever. So let's see if we can get yeah. that log on here too. All right, get on it, Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get it on you're, you're the guy. Right. <laughs> but you get John Solwitz. You guys got to help me with this. Huh? <laughs> These guys think I'm a miracle worker, but honestly, it's it's been you guys have been great. <laughs> so, John's another fun guy. He he's he's he. I go down to spring training with he and my wife and and he and his wife. We're part of the. There's a larger group that goes, and not everybody goes every year, but the four of us go pretty much every year. So, we're diehards. <laughs> awesome. He he's a Giants fan though. I'll forget. So Owen Owen chimed in on the IRC. He said he'll work he'll work on Ed Log with you to get Ed, or that'll with uh, with uh, Bob. He's gonna work on with Bob on getting Ed Log to come on. Good. That'll be a, Bob will have a better chance than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Damn! Would that that be the Atari crew? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if we could get Dave Toyer, that would be that would be awesome. But he's kind of separated himself from the old industries he's very happy with what he's doing now and uh he's got a great family so i can't remember if i asked uh owen this or bob this question but i I swear i saw in some interview sometime where you know because atari was in different divisions you know it's the the arcade division the home console and then the computer division right the home console guys my understanding is like 
I don't know if they got bonuses or royalties. I don't think it's royalties. I think it's just like big bonuses for like a game that was successful. And so it's like they're taking what you guys created and turning it's into something. a home, home console version and they're making like 10 times the money you guys made. It's like, what the hell is that bullshit? You know? <laughs> in some cases, that was very true. Um, but in a lot of cases, it had nothing to do. I mean, uh, Todd Fry made a ton of money off of the uh, Pac-Man cartridge, which yeah, Maybe I think that's the one I'm thinking of, of course. Um, you know, so um, I never begrudged anybody making the money they made. Um, right. The work is hard. You did it because you loved it. Um, if you made a ton of money uh, because one of your games succeeded, well, God bless, that's what we were all trying to do. I never begrudged anybody making a ton of money. <laughs> um, you know, sure, I wanted my share. <laughs> you know, if I worked on something, I would I would like to get paid for it, which is part of the reason I left. But in terms of the other engineers, um, no, I I was a cheerleader more than more than anything else. Well, Ed, do you know um, like who was the uh, do you know who was the top guy? Like whose game? Like holy crap, that guy! Wow, he made a ton off of that game. Like console, arcade. Like was there one standout? Like whoa, he he hit the gold mine there. He had a couple big hits. Uh, or no, no, it was not talked about. Like, was was there was like one guy like man that guy? About, no, uh, like I said, Todd Fry because Pac Man for the VCS in the cartridge was at the time Pac Man was like just the you know when it, everybody was waiting for that cartridge, they were waiting to bring yeah. Pac Man home, and so it right. sold out before anybody you know oh, it sold out yeah. the shelf before there were any reviews. It wasn't that kind of thing. There weren't magazines or they were very small at the time dedicated to that stuff. So he made a ton of money. Um, but it was more of him being in the right place at the right time than that he did a cur incredible game design job because it was Pac-Man, you know, so it. it, it I, I'm um, sure there was limitations because the obviously because the console, but. <clears throat> It was awful compared to, I had the Atari 400. I was lucky enough to have the upgraded computer, you know? And the game, it, to me, it seemed like identical to the arcade. It wasn't, but it seemed like, I mean, huge leaps over the 2600 on the Atari 400. You know? Yeah, the 2600 was a very limited machine and the guys who could really make it seem like Dave Crane, Gary Kitchen, uh, um, Bob Smith, uh, uh, Rob Fulop, those guys were wizards. They're just wizards. I mean, they're they're sitting there counting individual machine cycles to get things to appear at the right place on the screen at the right time. And they had such an intimate knowledge of the hardware. That's what happens with the consoles is that people really get to use them over and over again, get to learn them inside out and how to really, really make them you know, do incredible things given what they were designed to do. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the arcade, you know, we made one game on it and then, you know, the Sente system was different, but most of the games you were working with custom hardware. Made yeah. It's all one that game. So it was, a, it was a different kind of development experience. You were working closer with the hardware engineers. Um, but you know, <clears throat> they're both, you know, uh, viable and both, uh, you know, required talent and, and dedication and programming. Skills. So Bob Flanagan uh, mentioned in the IRC, he said, um, it looks like to his knowledge, uh, there weren't really any bonuses for arcade games until Marvel Madness. 
Like kind of That's prior to that, true. there wasn't much. There, there were bonuses. They just weren't very big. Right. <laughs> A slap on the back. Yeah. yeah Marvel Madness <laughs> is probably when I said, you know, after a bunch of us left, Marvel Madness came out after I left. So, uh-huh. and after Magic formed and Activision. Okay. So they were probably, that was probably the. The pressure was on that they need to give bonuses to keep yeah, people That was around. the restructuring that I was referring yeah. to. Yeah, I can see that. We better restructure. We're going to lose everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> Tomorrow Magic or Activision. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it wasn't even just Atari. I mean, we, you know, Eugene Jarvis knew a lot. I mean, he, he was actually, I think, at Atari before I got there for a short time. Um, and, you know, he was making big money with Williams. So it wasn't just Atari. It was uh, Atari wasn't keeping, you know, uh, if they wanted to keep their engineers, they were going to need to step up, and they did. Right. That's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, they need to... They deserve the respect, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, Ed, yeah. you had mentioned your son um, did some... I, I, uh, I don't know if you have more than... Uh, just just the one. The, just the one now did he follow in your footsteps is he uh, an arcade guy uh, or designer game designer or computers or absolutely not um he, <laughs> he he's a star athlete into, he did start out going into computer science or computer engineering yet uh, but quickly decided that while he enjoyed it he was good at it he didn't it wasn't for him and he's a geologist mm-hmm. so um you know he he's got very advanced computer skills for geology, uh, for a geologist. So they're always, you know, banging on him to do more computer side stuff. But, you know, he's he's a diehard geologist and I'm incredibly proud of him. I, it doesn't awesome. bother me at all. Now, having said that, he's one of the biggest gamers I know. Um, <laughs> everything down, you know, from, from role-playing games to board games, the to arcade games and home games and you know just you name it um but he's he it was not for him he enjoys them he just doesn't want to make them yeah more or less (laughs) ed um related question owen owen mentioned that he got bonuses for for space duel major havoc and tunnel hunt did, uh, what about you? Did, did you do you recall any bonuses given? I got bonus later? for for, for uh, let's see, battle zone. I didn't get any for uh, either shoes or baseball, but pretty. I got bonus for um, blasteroids and stun runner, and I think I got some for guardians of the hood. And you know, I got. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about like, what's guardians of the hood. For, I've for seen the title, fighting. but I don't know what. I got some uh, the, Guardians of Hood was up. part of the reason I left Atari the first time. So uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long story, and I don't want to. A scrolling anything. fighter, or what is that? <clears throat> I'm sorry. What kind of yeah, game is that? A, it's like a scrolling fighter. It's a scrolling fighter. Okay. Digitized, sort of like uh, Pit Fighter looks like. Yeah. And and I was uh, a minor player in that. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. So Ed, I have a, a, a small memory of Atari. When I was in July, a buddy of mine calls me up and says, hey, my dad and some friends, we're going to go down to Atari to play some games. You want to join us? I said, yeah, sure. This is the evening after dinner, so we go down there and 
I don't know what we're playing. I thought we were going to go play console games. And we walk in and it's already closed and walk down this hallway and they open this door and all it's the game room. And it's all on free play. And we were just, oh, my God, this is heaven. <laughs> you have any memories of that game room that you could share with us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I, you know, um, when I first started there, I was just blown away by it. But it's basically all of the Atari games that yep. were, you know, um, uh, but, you know, shortly after that, you know, I you know, figured out that Atari was bringing in all of our competitors' good games into the engineering building, too, so that we could evaluate them and see them. It was one of the best perks. I spent so many hours on on uh, Space Invaders and Galaxians and, you know, uh, uh, Star Castle. Oh, God, I love Star Castle. Tim Skelly and Warrior. Um, it was so fun to have all of that just available for me to play and you know Atari never discouraged you when you were playing uh at least yeah. the engineering team they never said get back to work um but you know because we'd play you know we'd get heavily into it and it rubbed off on our games I think so I think it was all good yeah when I went it was early 80s and so it was still a lot of the vector games there so sure. with uh, Space Duel, it was Asteroids Deluxe, Tempest. All It was mostly vector games at that time. Color vector games, too. Color vector games, yeah. Yeah, do you guys remember Kicks? That was a cool game. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is a cool game. Mm -hmm. That is a cool mm -hmm. game. So yeah. many clones of that, too. Even on my Mega Touch, you know, there's there's clone of that called Lookout. And... Um, yeah, they're all over the place. It's amazing and once you figure out, okay, well, this is actually not its own game. It's a clone of this, and then that's a clone of that, and then you trace it back. It's like, oh, this is the original game. <laughs> There's even an erotic lookout. Yeah. There is. Kicks clone yes. on the Mega Touch. <laughs> yeah, kicks kicks yeah. plus dirty it, pictures. It's the funny thing, the arcade, the arcade industries. Um, trade show, the AMOA, I mentioned it before. It stands for Amusement Music Operators Association. So they were all kinds of the, the coin op, you know, it was like jukeboxes and, and uh, you know, all of these things. And then, then CES came around and that was for the consumer electronics. And that was like a completely different thing so we got stretched into two worlds. Um, it, it was the trade shows in and of themselves were just, you know, remarkable breadth of industries that we were exposed to because of all this stuff. Um, and uh, the cross pollinization between the arcade games and uh, the consumer games that eventually flipped back. I don't know how much you guys are aware of the later games. Um, when we had our own little, Rich Adam and I had our own little engineering firm up here, we called Mineshaft Engineering, because we're in the old, we're living in the gold mining, where I'm living now, Nevada City and Grass Valley. That's the old gold mm -hmm. mining, uh, uh, the 49 gold, gold rush era towns. Right? So um, we were doing a game, uh, an arcade, a conversion to the arcade from an Ubisoft game called Blazing Angels. Um, uh, this was, I'm trying to figure the, the dates when this was, it was early 2000s. Um, so it, it's interesting that 
so much of the early consumer games were derived from the arcade. And then eventually that all folded back. And now the arcade is kind of subservient and doing uh, versions of, of consumer games. Um, it's just come full Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah like, like, like Super Ripper, Monkey Ball the, and yeah, yeah. Mario Monkey. Kart has an arcade. Yeah. Ninja, there's a bunch of yeah. Yeah, phone yeah, games sure. that... that <laughs> Because kids go, oh, I have this on my phone. I'm good at it. And I can get tickets. You know, and Cut the yeah. root. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a little harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how much you guys, I mean, are into, uh, is it just classic arcade games? Do you keep up with like what's going on at Dave and Buster's and stuff like that? Uh, a teeny bit. A little we bit. We talk about it a little yeah. bit. Like when the Halo uh, shooter came out or all the big Roth Rills stuff one that shoots yeah. the balls and yeah we'll talk about certain uh, and some of the retro stuff that comes out of Dave and Buster's like you know they brought back like uh the shoot the space invaders where you shoot at the screen and Seawolf uh, 2 which is a, yeah Seawolf yeah. 2 yeah Seawolf 2 that's right sea yeah that's, there you go big yeah. game great game Seawolf 2 is huge that's a big big footprint hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you play anything these days? Or what do you play, I guess? Because I imagine you still play. <laughs> uh, I mostly play um, RPGs, not, you know, um, not the massively multiplayer online. That stuff is addictive. Um, <laughs> um, I, I play, you know, a lot of simple games. Um, I'm not playing any really deep, um, uh, like, Halo, um, uh, or, or, you know, I've dabbled in, you know, stuff. Um, the last game of that ilk that I got really heavily into was Assassin's Creed. Um, but so mostly my game playing, uh, lately has been bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are of the age, you are of the age. By the way, Dave hosts a poker night. Um, I, I play poker too, but uh, um, <laughs> online bridge with my high school buddies is basically where I'm at. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, I used right. to play bridge with my high school buddies too. So oh. <laughs> well, they're scattered across the country, so it's a great way for us to like catch them. So awesome. We run a Zoom channel as well as the online bridge, so that works out. Sounds really familiar, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he's like he's like in the EM crowd of the. Yes, exactly. Me and me and Gak play, and Jim sometimes we play. Uh, I we play No Limit Holder <clears throat> with Poker Stars, and you know, uh, but yeah, we're we're not at the bridge yet, but uh, it will maybe next week. <laughs> we had we had there's a before before COVID we had a. Uh, a group of guys who would, you know, we'd play Texas Hold'em, a bunch of the old game designers and stuff. So, you know, we'd just get together in person, nothing remote or anything like that. And we'd play, you know, Texas Hold'em for all. Oh, I, that's what, you know, what's funny is I did that all the time. And then all of a sudden, uh, when COVID hit, my one buddy, because we had a local home game and then we weren't doing it. And then he said, hey, you know, my friend started up a league because he had a, another poker league. And then I joined theirs and I said, well, I want to do my own. So now it's been going since March and it's just uh, not, not as much of a league, but we do it like two or three times a week. We get in zoom and then, uh, I mean, it's a ball and we're uh, PayPal each other money. We play low stakes, but we do play for a little money. 
PayPal, you send the money how back. It, how are you doing it on Zoom? Because, I mean. Well, no, we're just doing Zoom to chat. We're using Poker Stars as the. Uh, there you go. Yes, because you can do a home the interface. Right, right, right. The only like downside the with the, with the Poker Stars app is you got to do it on a PC because some guys like, well, can I do it on my phone? But the Poker Stars app on your phone or your iPad won't doesn't give you the option for the home games. So you you got to be on a you know a PC or a Mac or whatever to you can't just do it on the mobile device. But we've been doing it since, and uh, it's it's a ball, and it's funny because I'm almost like. I like just going in the basement and doing that. And if there was a choice to go out or even if COVID wasn't here, I'm like, I'd rather just go in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and shoot it. But it's a social thing. I mean, yeah, we're all no, that's exactly. shooting this shit and, uh, and, and loving it. That's funny. But like bro- this show that yeah. used to be on all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we did this four days a week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, just from the drinking side of it. Yeah. Oh, I I don't know if you've seen any of our earlier shows, but we used to go for four or five hours when it was new and, uh, and with the alcohol consumption and I, I used a lot of my sick time on Wednesdays. Uh, (laughs) That's that old job. It was was brutal. Well, I, I tell you what, this election is, caused a lot of day drinking around here <laughs> oh man that's the most that's the most difficult part about for me for for working from home is that it's so easy to just be like i'm just gonna make myself a cocktail and it's like yeah. wait what day of the week is it? what time yes. is it and, <laughs> yeah. and i'm and i know i'm buying way more alcohol than i normally yes. would you you just don't Absolutely. realize it yeah i know i started getting my wife cases of wine which we didn't have it was, didn't happen normally and it slowed down and today she's having a meltdown i think because she's realizing new york may go all virtual again and my my uh-huh. son and daughter go to catholic school they don't have early i mean there's nothing going on at the school as far as maybe one kid who had covid or whatever and it's oh, no. not but now all of a sudden she's like oh my god i think monday they're gonna yeah. go it's done I, we don't know yeah. yet but she doesn't want to, and I feel for her because it's a lot I of stress on that. Yeah, I can't that's, do it. I mean, so I got hard. young kids. I don't. I can't sit there with the the uh, the laptop or the iPad when they're doing the Zoom stuff, and she's got to deal with it. Now I realize. I'm, now I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, God, it sucks to be her. No, I'm just get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking that she's going to start uh, working a whole lot more, Dave, and you're going to. Well, no, no, to she's it. on. She's on leave. She took the leave yeah. for, uh, for which, but that ends in December. The federal program ends in December. No, but she took a leave from uh, oh, American oh. Airlines till oh, next January, a year from January. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, so oh, she's wow. off. Yeah. Oh, she shot herself in the <laughs> foot. She should. She needs to go back to work, and you get to take your leave. <laughs> I thought she was no, taking advantage of that federal leave program. Oh no, no, it was a, it was a, 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 a you got a little pay. Yeah. We took like an 18 month leave, you know, but she Got was it. in a perfect situation to do it. So it's now like I know why she's like having a meltdown today. Like, oh, thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this again on Monday. Yeah, but yeah, she's going to be, be a day vacation. Drinking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I just hope it doesn't last the rest of the year. If they do it for a couple of weeks, that's fine. But I, I don't know. We'll see what's going on. But now I, I feel for her because I'm like, why are you so cranky? Now I get it. <laughs> because, <Yeah. laughs> because she's got, I'm, I'm like, oh, because she knows she's going to have to do it. 
Got a yeah. bird dog. The kids. Sorry, dog. honey. Well, poker. Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I got to go to work. Yeah, I'll be down under the house. I help yes. you, but I got a poker game right now. Yep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the new uh, married fight. You're just gonna go in the basement, are you? I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I know, like, 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 I, I, at least I'm here. I'm not like I'm, I'm in the basement. I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. down here. Hey, I'm home. <laughs> you know where I am. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you just Mars. can't talk or interact with oh, me. Yeah. Here, so. yeah, gag, gag, gag knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no. She's gonna come down here and yell at me. Guys, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put down the, the mic on mute because I'm, I'm gonna get yelled at. <laughs> She's like, you just want me to go to bed so you can go in the basement. What night is it? It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's Sunday. Every yeah. fucking night. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I even made that. And, and when I was with Carrie, she yeah. and, and I, was, I get your text, and I'm like, let me guess. This is Dave saying that it's poker night or whatever. <laughs> so sure enough, and Carrie's like, well, wait, he's doing it on Saturdays now too. You should ask him if he's getting divorced or something, because yeah. like, how in the world? Yeah. <laughs> So I, was, I was like, I'm gonna, I am gonna text. Uh, like, be like, you know, yeah. we had a big turkey dinner. I'm giving her extra gravy. It's like you gotta go to bed, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gravy. Well, wine. There's a Seinfeld episode like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who drinks like, a box of wine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey guys, I'm gonna. I have to bug out. Yeah, I, I, need I, to... I, I apologize. I'm running low on battery. Yeah. Yeah, we all have jobs. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's not the old case. This isn't our. This isn't our main job. Yes, exactly. Well, and it was awesome four cents to you. Less. Yes, thank and, you so uh, much for. Oh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, here in the next couple months, maybe we'll get all you guys on together. I want to see that interaction. Yeah, that should be fun. It should be fun. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for, for yeah, coming thank on. Thank you it's so much. Treat. This was fun. We definitely have the best camera ever. Best, Thank you for coming. This is great. Yeah. And uh, really, Lewis, really don't forget to follow up for that uh, copy of that DVD he has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis, Lewis, ping right. me on that uh, and, and send me your you know, mail address and, and I'll send one mail, to you. I got to make one for Owen. And, you know? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Now you have to hand them out. Yes. It's, it's a Christmas card. <laughs> Toodles. <Take care. laughs> so what, what? Which one was this? Uh, two forty. Two forty-seven. Two forty-seven. Two forty-seven. All right, three more to the big two five zero. All right. Yeah, well, Good night, all. Fun. Okay. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks for calling tonight. So uh, thank everybody for coming, and uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And we do this once a week, <clears throat> of course. And uh, come back and. Hang with us again. All right. Bye, all. See you later. <laughs> the outro music, Jimbo. Thanks for participating. Uh, I wasn't. I, I yeah, haven't. I've been so used to not playing anything because uh, I, I got nothing. You've been on such good behavior. Because you went to Carrie's house, you're not going to have a soundboard. Now you're home. Forget. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 Yeah.